Hey, Copa America to look forward to. Copa America, baby. Yeah, Mexico have um, qualified thanks to that controversial win against Honduras. We, we did talk about that already. Um, but they also talked about how, you know, they're going to be um, like a seeded seated team, but it's kind of been going back and forth. So now I'm, I'm confused. Like, yeah, I never – because, I mean – it would seem unfair if all the seeded teams were just from Conmebol. You would want at least half and half. And U.S. as host, I'm guessing they would get seeded. Uh, but were they? They weren't even um, guaranteed a spot, right? They also had to do the playoffs. What's that? The U.S., because, you know, they're hosting it, but I think they still had to do their uh, playoff game. Oh, yeah, they still had to qualify, even though they're hosting, which is crazy. <laughs> but for, from what I've seen, it was, uh, you know, Argentina, Brazil, United States, and Mexico are like the quote-unquote seeded teams. And then in the pot B, Chile, Venezuela, Panama, Paraguay, pot C, Uruguay, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, and then Pot D, Jamaica, Bolivia, and then the winner of the play, play uh, you know, the playoffs. So Canada, Trinidad, Tobago, Honduras, Costa Rica. So, but I heard something today, like maybe because of the FIFA rankings, like Mexico might be out as a as a seeded team, and that'll be interesting. What the hell does the FIFA rankings have to do with it? You I, know, it shouldn't. It should, it's like a separate tournament. It shouldn't even... Yeah, I'm not sure. Unless they're using that, you know, unless they're using that as a... as criteria. But, I mean, that's the whole thing when, when you have... when you have... A, you're hosting the cup over here. Well, I would assume at least the U.S. as host would be seated. Yeah, I mean, you would hope, right? You get like a softball group, an accessible group where you, you can get out of. But then again, it is a, you know, Colmebol tournament, so. Gonna... Yeah, so I'm, I don't remember if like in the past, uh, if you won, if you were seated, like if you were the defending champion, so then you would, you know what I mean? So the host and then the champion. Yeah, I'm not sure. And then, uh, and then I guess that's why they would use the the rankings. So who who uh, who booted Mex? No, I'm not sure. I mean, this is just like a rumor I saw today, but uh, nothing's official just yet. I would say, you know, the tournament's still far, far away, and we still don't know everybody that's going to be in it. But it's just something to be mindful of. Obviously, Mexico needs to do everything in their power to, you know, continue up in the in the rankings, I think, if they want to be considered like a like a seeded team for the Copa America. What I will tell you is, like, it's in no one's interest to see Mexico in a group of, like, again, with USA, right? Like, they're going to want to keep those guys separate. <laughs> 
for the time being. Ah, uh, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind having me. No. Yeah, we still have to await the uh, FIFA rankings for this month, but as of October of of this uh, of this year. Argentina's number one, France, Brazil, England, Belgium, Portugal, Netherlands, Spain, Italy, Croatia, and then USA in eleventh, and then US and the Mexico in twelfth. So those are the the top twelve there. Um, shocking to see teams like Morocco. Wait, wait, where was Mex? US eleventh, and then where is Mex? Twelve. But that might change next oh, month. Behind. Yeah, we have Wait, like. So you think Mex will drop or Mex will go up? Uh, I think they might drop, dude. Even even with that mess with the beat Germany. No, they didn't. I can't remember. Germany it's is in tie, six, right? Germany's in sixteenth place, which is crazy. Colombia seventeenth, Japan eighteenth, which I think is under. I think Japan should be higher on that list, honestly. Damn, Germany they drop. They drop hard, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> think i've ever seen them everyone's like what are you doing over here it's like they were the nice neighborhood that that became a slum it's <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of gentrification there yeah i'm i'm uh, asking google what's germany's worst ranking and germany's worst ranking was 22nd in march of 20 uh, uh, uh sorry march of 2006 oh I don't remember that. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't remember that at all. 2006. Must have been before the World Cup. It said... They didn't series, do it because they didn't do World Cup qualifiers, and I think that was It probably... said uh, Germany finished bottom of their group at the 2000 European Championship, and they were eliminated yeah. in the group stage of the 2002 World Cup. And then obviously not having yeah, to, not and, not having to qualify yeah. for their own tournament. That's probably why. Oh, damn, twenty second. I don't. I, I I completely forgot. You always they're all top ten, you know. But see, it goes goes to show, um, like with Max, you know, something we talked about how Max has pretty much maintains themselves at around the fifteenth. Uh, position and uh, it shows how difficult it can be to to be that consistent all right let's play a game uh, i'm a, i'm also bringing up diaz if he's ready to speak i want to play a game what do you think mexico's worst ranking has been since they uh did the fifa rankings in coca-cola wait when did that start i need the year um let me find out for you so like in the 90s. Evening. I am going to go in with 20th. Okay. So the FIFA World Ranking System was officially introduced December of 1992. So since 1992, okay, so what do you think Mexico's worst ranking has been? Most likely after 90. So around 91. I would say they were probably ranked around 50th. I'm going to go around that. 
fiftieth. Wow. What about you, Abdias? No, there's two hundred. There's like two hundred something. Uh, and then they had like a two year ban, I believe. I know within common within within recent memory, at least twenty twenty three was there. If I remember from being a kid, I think like thirty two is as low as we've gotten. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with thirty two. Okay. Yeah, because they're always a, they're always around twentieth and like fifteen. Like they'll drop yeah. to like twenty second or whatever. And then after a good tournament, they jump right back up. And usually and like after the World Cup, they, they go to like 13th. I've seen them up to, Okay. Know. So, their lowest ranking was in 2015. And oh, in, in 2015? Yes, 2015. I don't remember. Oh, it is FIFA. So, 40th. Is their Damn. worst ranking? Twenty fifth, dude. That's still something doesn't add up. The Ojitos Mesa was just horrible, man. But I think it's like carryover from previous, uh, from previous okay. tournaments. That, so here's that what I'll say. On the flip side, what was their, What has been their highest ranking? Oh, I already, I already know this. Because 46? Wait, what? The highest ranking. He like six, right? Jaime, Jaime knows it for sure. Oh, it's more than that. Oh, you guys are going to guess? So what was your guess? Six? Wait, yo estoy preguntando. ¿Qué pedo? Like... <laughs> Oh, I thought you guys were. I thought. I thought. I was waiting for. I was waiting for Hoyle to say. So Mexico's highest ranking was fourth, and it was achieved on five no, different six. five different occasions. Um, 1998 from February to June, August 2003, April 2004, June 2004, and May to June 2006. We were ranked fourth. Isn't that crazy? Wait, Jaime. If you, it is, it's quackers. It's quack, it's quacking quackers. Um, what, what ranking did Max have in 91? Uh, I can check right now. Well, actually, we don't know because yes, the please. rankings didn't happen before 1992. Oh, 92. Yeah. So what was it in 92 then? Uh, let me find out. See, that's when I was ranking them the lowest, but. Uh, let's see. Oh, man. 15th. Man, see, that doesn't make sense because, so... Uh, it says their highest... All right, so their highest ranking in 1992 was 15th, which they achieved in April, uh, but their lowest was 17th in January and October. That's still... So, it's okay, Max doesn't get to go to the World Cup. Uh, and they didn't said, do World Cup qualifying. It said so they won they, the 1991 Gold Cup and qualified for the 1994 World Cup, and that's what helped help them uh, get that ranking. They would have qualified in 93, no? I don't know. That's what it says. The, the 91 Gold Cup. I didn't know there was a 91. 
the I got the U.S. won it, and then um, they lose La Puente was oh, the coach. Oh, sorry. So I do. Have, then, <laughs> hold on. So this this is inaccurate. This is inaccurate. Sorry, I was All using right. I was using you know, AI. I was using AI with your multiverse. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nineteen ninety one USA won. Yeah, see, dude, I think um, what's it? I don't know who the. I don't think it was Vora because Vora ends up taking them. The US 294, but I don't know when he arrived. I don't remember. Um, but I do remember La Puente was the coach. He he was coming off of the Puebla. Um and he he loses, and then he loses the job. Yeah, so but, um you know, realistically looking at Copa America next year, like do you think Mexico will will go to the, past the group stage? Yeah, they should. I mean, but also let's see what what stage they're, what what group they're in, um, and then also let's see who. You know what, what squads these teams bring. Like sometimes they'll bring their best team. Sometimes they'll bring a mix of their A and B team. You know because they wanna they wanna use the tournament to, to test out some of these other players. So, you know. Yeah. Hopefully. Look, here's my question. Go ahead. If if we don't make it out of the group stage, are we gonna have another chicken little moment like we did a couple days ago? Yes. Absolutely. Oh yes, worse. Big biggest meltdown. Wait, but yeah. Burn it to like, the it's not even ours. Like even if we win it, here's the criticism. Here's the criticism. We don't have World Cup qualifiers to worry about. So this is the only competitive tournament that we're gonna be competing in. <laughs> But Jaime, that, that is true, but but underlining is that Max is not at this level where we can expect them to just bitch slap teams like Ecuador and Colombia. Oh. Teams that teams that when they're at when they're on point, they're very difficult teams. So to kind of expect when we're to, on point, we're like, a very difficult team. Yeah, yeah but we haven't not. been on point in yeah. like yes. fucking six years. Exactly. Yeah, it's been a cool. Yeah, it's been a cool minute since Max been been that. Like, team. wait, la última vez que me la jalé mientras que estaba viendo un partido del tri fue cuando primero entró Tata. Like that was the the last time, right? And granted, it was a great night, pero like no mames, wey, fue son chingos. Yeah, we can, all right. Let's let's look at it. We can beat Peru. We can beat Bolivia. We can beat Chile. We can beat Paraguay. Well, you could beat any. You could beat any team. Honestly, you could beat Chile. I'm just saying. No mames, no mames. Let's see. This is my mother. We can beat Chile. Chile is Chile is in eighth position right now. These are the bottom Still, feeders man. of Comebol right now. Peru's number okay. number ten. But but see, they're they're playing other Comebol teams. Where's Mexico? You know Right, so I would say Mexico would probably be in between Brazil and Paraguay because Brazil's in six right now. Jaime, I bet if you threw Chile into CONCACAF, they would be doing much better than what they're doing at Comebol. I don't think this is the same Chile that you guys thought about. It's not. It's not, but they're playing in Comebol. If they were playing in CONCACAF... This ain't, this ain't 2016, 2017 would... Chile. This is a new era. No, it's, it's, 
No, it's not. But but like but but again, we're we're. I think the team you know, we're that will them against. Like I'm just going off of the Come Bulls qualifiers. Argentina's the number one. Obviously, you know they're the boogeyman. Uruguay always a challenge. Colombia, yeah, they're doing well. And in our last friendly, we obviously didn't do. Wait, that. wait, wait. But 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 Uruguay, Uruguay, not just always a challenge. They have a really good head coach. Yep, Biesla. So so when you have when you have an Uruguay team with a quality coach. And you were telling us the other day how Uruguay under Bielsa, they already uh, defeated Argentina and Brazil, which they hadn't been able to do in, in a cool minute. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna have the opportunity to play Colombia this, uh, next month in December, so we'll see how we stack up against them. It is not a, a FIFA you know window, so we probably won't see the best version of Colombia, but still. Venezuela's in fourth, so that's a team that I would be like, oh, we got this. Normally, oh. <laughs> norm, in normal situations, like, Venezuela stick to baseball. <laughs> but Venezuela's in, in fourth, and then Ecuador, who, you know, I think we've always had fair, favorable results against no, Ecuador. Yeah. They're in yeah, fifth. They're, they're above Brazil right now. So, you know, <laughs> it's anyone's game. I get it. I, I, some of these, so some of these teams in CONCACAF will be doing way better than they're doing in CONMEBOL. Um, that's, that's been one of the criticisms. And even though I pointed out, I mean, I'm not trying to take merit or credit away, but CONMEBOL has long been regarded as it's basically the most difficult region to qualify to the World Cup from. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, because like in Europe, you do have all these big teams, but they're divided into groups. Uh, right here is yeah, just one have, giant group. They have like 16 slots. I mean, they have a lot of slots, you know, for the yeah, World Cup. Yeah, you could end up with a San Marino and a Iceland and teams like that in in Europe. Uh, in Cornwall, you just It's just those teams, you know. And a lot of them are very evenly matched, you know, outside of Argentina and Brazil. Yeah. You know, a bulk of them are pretty evenly matched. And then you do have some, like Bolivia with the altitude, you know, it's it's hard to go and play up there. Yeah. We'll see. What Hopefully by then Santi will have his shooting boots on because he is not having a good time. I know he had a hat trick over the weekend in Dutch League. Good for him. Then today in Champions League, he scores an own goal and seals the fate of Feyenoord eliminated from Champions League. I thought that was a fake. Because I was seeing that score. There was like a Riquelme. Is that another Riquelme, Jaime? Uh, Possibly. Because I saw his name up there and I was like... <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah, Santi scored an own goal today. Of course, anytime we criticize Santi, Habibi is nowhere to be seen. But hey, could it be his kid? Uh, I'm not sure who you're talking about. Riquelme, I mean, it's, I'm guessing Simeone is still at, at Atletico. There was a Riquelme playing today. 
It was, dude, I saw you guys posted like a scoreboard thing. I'm not sure, bro. Here it is, Rodrigo Riquelme. Oh. Oh no, he's not Argentine. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. It's just that it's not a it's not a common name, you know. No, it's not. Okay, never mind. So that's why I thought it was like I, I didn't know if it was mommy or real. It's not like fuck Riquelme. What the hell? Focus, man. Focus. Pero We're mira, talking about wey, Santi. No hay pedo. No hay pedo. Okay, like. Metió goles. There was eyes. Like, it's all good. You know, he's still scoring hat tricks. Todo lo que tiene que hacer es ganar la Even an Even an that's still scoring a goal. ¿Ves, güey? Puede meter gol en los dos lados. Como dicen, es poligol. No discrimina. Exactamente, de gorditas a flaquitas, no hay pedo. De que la va a meter, la va a meter, güey. Esa es la cosa, mira, güey. Mira, esta noche duermo caliente, no hay pedo. No paso frío. Y si está gordita, pues hay más donde agarrar. I don't know. I feel like when Chicharito was like the guy, he was under a lot more scrutiny than Santi. So I think he deserves. All the criticism, all the hate. ¿Cuál? ¿Cuál, güey? Cuando Santi la cae en la selección, todo lo que oyes es pinche pendejo. No mames, güey. It's, it's like when the Mexican mom is getting after the dog. You feel bad for the dog. You're like, pinche pendejo, güey. I've been there. ¿Verdad? Like, güey, y yo que soy persona, me trataba peor, pues, te chingas, perro. <laughs> yeah man he's so, like Heiko what's it called Heiko and J uh, what's that fucking thing Jiden I don't know there's like that one person I don't know bro it's like this, so like, a, like a bipolar person like that's what Santi is bro Jekyll and Hyde <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde oh Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde yes yes yes, yes. good and bad oh man um, like like you before is a prospect right and as long as he continues scoring goals like i said like we said on both ends like I, it's I not a problem he's a prospect, I, don't, I don't think he's a prospect he's, he's that's because you're a hater bro like my pillow like i get it you're, you're an old head like, no, no, no. the future is now i'm, I'm giving him credit just, i think he's I too, put him as a prospect he's, he's too he's grown already, uh, he's too grown to be considered a prospect now dude he's yeah, too grown he's, what the fuck do you mean I mean, he's Prospect not. He's is like, Prospect's when Prospect is, when you're, is, no, it's like when you're a teenager. Like 21, yeah. 22? No, Prospect is yeah. when you're a teenager, unproven, but he's already yes. he's already won a title with Cruz Azul. He's already he's he's not yes. a, he's not a he's not a young boy anymore. Is what we're trying to say. Yeah, he's he's uh, to me wait, he's no, already. Espérate, wait, espérate, espérate, espérate. Venimos de una liga donde a prospect is like 26. fucking twenty six. <laughs> No mames, güey. Yeah, but that's an, yeah, but not, y lo, espérate, espérate, güey, todavía, y todavía se lo estamos mamando de que no, que se tiene que ir a Europa y quién sabe qué. Güey, ya estás formado, ya estás hecho y derecho, no vas a irte a Europa como un pinche anciano. Te vas a ir a Europa como un chavo, como un prospecto de Santi que tiene 20, 21, puta madre, yo diría 23 a lo más viejo 
que lo que llegas a Europa. ¿Verdad? No mames. También. So, a prospect is a young player who is considered to have the potential to develop yes. into a professional player. Prospects are typically developed in a youth academy, right? So that's that's what we're talking about when we talk about prospects, like young lads. Yeah. I think I know what you're trying to say, though, Abdias. We, we get it. We get it. We get it. At least, at least in, like, in terms uh, of the national team, he's... Habibi's uh, <laughs> fapping over Endrick, right? He's like a 16-year-old <laughs> prospect. But no, but but I mean, I, when 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 talking about Santi, I think prospect at least in in the in seen as being someone that's gonna be one of the main players for the national team, which is likely enough to be because if you know he's already he had the goal at the at the Gold Cup, and then he participated in in the whole Honduras so. Little by little, he's, he's you know, <clears throat> earning his spot. Yes, earning it and, and making his claim, because I, I for all the criticism he gets, he's still he's still putting in work, um, and and it gets gets to the point where then, he, not even the haters can deny, like his importance or, or what he's what he's done for the national team. So what has he done for fine. the? He hasn't done shit except score a fucking tap in. That's it. Wait, oh, the Gold oh, except, except Wait, the Coca final no. trophy? Behind me, Wait. weren't we there? Weren't we there? <laughs> Bro. Espérate, espérate, güey. Te, te estabas cagando por la posibilidad de no llegar a la Copa América. Cual, por cierto, yeah. ni era una pinche posibilidad, güey. Nos íbamos a ir al repechaje contra la super pinche potencia de Trinidad y Tobago. No mames, güey. ¿Cómo, ¿Cómo es que no íbamos a entrar a la Copa América? Like, me temblaba. Santi, o sea, cabrón, right. no mames. Pero espérate, espérate, espérate también, güey. Espérate, pero hasta, hasta antes de eso, antes de que nos diera el trofeo, ¿cómo andábamos de que no, si se pierde la, la Copa Oro, que no, que yeah. quién sabe qué? Y la ganó, ¿y qué tan fácil dices? No, pues no vale verga. ¿Verdad? Entonces, ¿qué chingados quieres? I saw that go live, bro. He hit it wrong. He got so lucky that went in. <laughs> ¿Y qué, güey? ¿Se metió? I'm glad he scored the game-winning goal, the the the, the trophy-lifting goal. But you cannot admit that this dude in that tournament was the guy. He was not the guy. Wait, no me importa. You know who was the guy? You know who was the guy in that in that whole fucking tournament? Antuna. It was it was one or two, yeah. Antuna or Belun. Entre esos dos, dos were the guy. Pero sabes qué? Vale verga. ¿Quién metió los goles? ¿Quién metió Dude, he didn't even start that game. I know, porque los, <laughs> los tenían que cansar, güey. ¿No te acuerdas? Yeah. Por eso metieron al mamado. Like, one step at a time, you know. I understand he's still a young lad. It's just, uh, you know, frustrating to see him score a hat-trick over the weekend and then not do shit for the national team. It's like, why even care, you know, if he's not going to do it for the, when it matters most? And right now, he hasn't he hasn't done it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We will. This kid. Like I said, bro, like, welcome to the club. Like, it's okay. It's going to take some time. Just hold the fuck on. Like, se va a tardar, güey. 
He's stacking up his things, though, man. He's he's gonna get there eventually. Where he is, he's, he's gonna, gonna get his hundred thousand dollar contract. He's gonna have more good, more good than bad moments with with no same with the national team. I think so. in Europe, I think I I think I think it's it's pretty clear to see that he's gonna have a good uh, career in Europe, and and just uh, you know I think having his dad there plays a big role of of like his professionalism and what to expect. We we saw this um what was it? It was like a tweet, Jaime, with with Gio, one of the coaches for Tottenham, how talking how Gio will show up to training drunk. Oh yeah. And no, he hungover. said the, the words were hungover. <laughs> okay, hungover. I said corrected me of the other correct. Hungover. No wait, as, as someone with a drinking problem, there's a clear difference between drunk and hungover. Uh, oh Yes, well, hungover, I agree. Uh, and he even said how the, the, I guess it was the dad, he said the family, but I'm guessing it's the dad who went to apologize. And I'm like, damn, you know, that's when it's kind of like telling why Gio's career, because his talent is undeniable and he could have gone on to have a way better career than he did. And it's kind of, you know, we start we start seeing these things and it, it kind of becomes obvious why, why he didn't achieve more as a player. It makes me wonder if like Barcelona were okay with letting him go. Well, from what I remember was that his dad played a role in that. So he was one of the main players from the uh, La Masia and he was right up there with Messi and they were take they were, they were taking them both. Like when they were, they were like kind of like debuting them and all that, and and then I think uh, you know eventually they just promoted Messi and and this guy they were gonna loan him are they around the to a age? second division team? Yeah, I believe they are. Hmm. But I remember that he he didn't want to be loaned like he wanted to, and I I think. Remember, because yeah, man, we're going pretty back. We're going pretty far back, man. Um, but I think it was his dad who was pushing for him to to be a first team player because he felt he was like the big star. And I think Barca, what they wanted to do was like loan him out for a season or two and then bring him back. And he ends up going to Tottenham because of the one Spanish coach that had taken over the team, and he promised him. He promised him he would get him the playing time. Mm. But yeah, it seemed like the dad was like, he played like a role in sort of like deciding what these guys did. And I think uh, I see. seems like he made quite a few mistakes there. Yeah, I mean, look, we all knew about his uh, off the field antics. You know, he's a young kid. He, he likes to party. He's like Ronaldinho. And uh, unfortunately, he just didn't know how to how how to manage fame and and um, professionalism, you know. Ricardo joining yes. us tonight. Welcome, Thank Ricardo. You. Yes, welcome. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. We were just talking shit about Santi Jimenez, you know, scoring the own goal today, eliminating Feyenoord from the Champions League. Ah, th this guy is such a goal-scoring machine. 
He just had to, he, in his mind, he was probably like, look, Atletico Madrid, I can score just like you guys. Let me help you out. <laughs> he was trying out today. Yeah. Tra- pay my transfer fee. And this is a, these are the type of goals I score, man. I'm so loyal that I'm willing to score against my own team just to see you guys, you know, continue your run in champions. Yeah, I mean, the guy just can't stop scoring goals, right? <laughs> Especially against Panama and, like, very poor Champions League teams, right? <laughs> he scored a hat trick over the weekend and then does this. So he, he's on fire, man. He, he's continuing to score goals. Um, we were actually transitioning into the Liga Mekis action. We're, we're going to be talking about predictions here. And I wanted to go back and 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 see how how well we did. Uh, so Abdias originally had Santos and San Luis uh, going through, and he was technically right. San Luis beat Leon three two, and automatically qualified uh, in the seventh spot. So they're going to be playing Rayados now. Santos beats Mazatlan, so in my prediction, I had Santos and Leon winning. And uh, I'm sorry, I had Mazatlan over Santos and I had uh, Leon over San Luis. So I was wrong. Um, but then with Leon, they with the play and the way it's structured is despite them losing, they had a, a, a chance still to qualify for Liguilla. So they played the winner, Santos, and they actually beat them. So Leon will be playing against America. It was one hell of a game. It was it was three. 3-2 was the final score, but Santos were very close to tying it at the end. And, uh, you know, if you look at this at this um, format here, so you had Leon who played on Thursday and Sunday, and now are coming into this game against America, I think, like, like a nicely tuned machine, whereas America hasn't played a game since uh, November 11th, so almost three weeks. How are you feeling about that, Ricardo? Uh, I'm feeling very good about this. Well, let me just let me just add one thing to that, Jaime. Santos got robbed in that last play when uh, that last chance uh, they had to score. Oh, the PK they were fighting for or something? Or what was the, it? The, the one when uh, he kicked that guy in the head. But before he kicked the guy in the head, Preciado, mm-hmm. the, guy clearly, the guy clearly hit the back of his leg while he was attempting his shot that was a clear pen those guys got robbed they they should have had the chance to go to an extra time or i don't know how the that setup was because it's playing right so is it penalties i i, I didn't know what what would it's what great, was uh to transpire after that it's a great question i don't know if there would have been overtime or straight to pks but yeah i will say that game was very <laughs> it was very entertaining from you know from a neutral tra- standpoint but for sure santos santos definitely got robbed but but Leon, Leon is easy work, man. They got no defense, and they they got that kid, uh, Fidel Ambriz. And side note: if Chivas had any money or or anyone with brains, I think that guy would fit in perfectly instead of that guy that crater face you guys have. Awesome. At, at, yeah, I think he would be like uh like the perfect uh. I wouldn't say a rotation guy, but I think he could be like the starter there. But that's wishful thinking because you guys are clearly broke. Yep. And and the guys in the front office clearly don't have a brain. But besides that, they're also missing that guy that got kicked. 
in the in the head. The Argentine guy, he's pretty good. So they're gonna be without both those guys in the first leg. Mm-hmm. And on t- and to add on top of that, after this after the first leg, those guys are gonna travel to the uh what was it the uh I think it was something about the Club World Cup. Oh yeah, I mean they won the Champions League. So yeah, so they had to do something with uh with that, and then so they they'd be jet lagged in some ways. So I got America bouncing these guys out of out of the first round, out of the quarterfinals, man. Oh, I forgot to, you didn't ask me about my predictions, Jaime. I don't think you were on that day, but it was just strictly for the play in. Um, but oh. now, yeah. Now that we, I cl- I clearly had Cruz Azul staying at home. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They weren't even. They weren't even a choice, honestly. But uh, you know, you mentioned the the Club World Cup, which kicks off in uh, December fifteenth for Leon. So it's in everyone's best interest for America to win, right? Oh, that's what a anti-America person would say. <laughs> but if you if you compare both teams, man, it's I'm telling you, it's gonna be maybe Leon will score a goal or two in the first leg, but they're gonna get handled in the in the Azteca. Yeah, I mean, if you look at regular season, you know, bro, historically they handle you. Ooh. Like, let's Ooh. get this shit straight. The final. So right? what I'm looking forward to. Is que otra vez the great Mexican tradition of watching America choke in Liguilla from home? Me vale verga. It tastes oh, okay. even better, way. Las papitas saben mejor cuando te veo llorar. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, when I'm wait. looking over, it's like, ay, way, you actually cared about this one. You're Dime, being way, ¿dónde está la 14? You're being very 18, not, four, not 14. <laughs> but you're, being, you're, you're being very. Estamos contando desde el año del queso. Yeah, and even then, America has more than Cruz Azul. But regardless, sí, wey, you're, being, tiempo you're, you're you're being very disingenuous Espérate, with wey, that no, Leon comment. Let's make these arguments. ¿Cuánto, how many more years has America been around the Cruz Azul? <laughs> Are you you really want to have this conversation? <laughs> no, wey, pues quiere echar pedradas. Aquí está. Well, let me just ha- let me just end it real quick. Your best <laughs> player ever of all time is America Canterano. Okay, number two, anytime America plays Cruz Azul, they don't even have to warm up. It's an automatic win. What are you well, talking every about? Every time, güey, las golizas que les hemos metido a ustedes también. Pero no, ¿cómo se te olvida, verdad? What goliza? ¿Cuál? I, remember, I remember the no ones mames, that mames, mi señora, hace dos años. 2013. Are you talking about the 7-0 that America porked when you guys got... Y la de antes? Should have gotten relegated to the and the one division. before that one? Like, the les a ustedes? like no mames, güey. We go back and forth, pero no hay pedo. No, no, no hay pedo. America beat you guys in dramatic, beautiful fashion in 2013 and pushed your shit in in 2018. So there's no conversation, man. And you, and you guys were What about favorites. when you got your shit pushed in? You guys were favorites in 2018. You guys were favorites going into that final, and you still lost. 
He's just mad because Cruz Azul is not competing in Liguilla. He just wants to stay relevant in this conversation. If you if you if you see I'm just, around I'm the just Mexican... throwing out the facts. I'm just throwing what, what out the fact, fact that Leon, Leon historically, te hace comer pipa cada pinche uh, que se ven en That's what I was meant. That's what I was gonna uh, talk about before you started spreading your chemo fake news. <laughs> what chemo fake news? This is called history, my dear good sir. Yeah, do you like you clearly always get acá con el pinche coco wash de que no, que la América es el más grande, no, güey, les han metido unas putizas Bro, y que no in, in your entire in your entire life you've never seen Cruz Azul over América. ¿Cómo chingados que no? Ever. ¿Cómo chingados que no? I've seen it multiple times. I've seen it. Not I've seen the them final. go to the Club World Cup. I've seen it. In the final though. Two times in a final. Okay, well, let's and one time in, in, in that concrete crap uh, title. What are you talking about, man? Pero no hay pedo, güey. Ya sé que te duele. Ya sé que te arde. América is always bumping your guts. Uh, what are you talking about, man? Bro. <laughs> it's that, like, this, uh, is, it's this that... isn't even an argument. That's what happens Look, when you huff on uh, cement, bro. <laughs> on that cement paint, I'm telling you. Look, look, this this is very sad, and I, and I really mean this. The chemos are so down, like they're so on in the gutter right now. They're only the only thing they can possibly hang over America is that they're naturalizado, quotation marks, canterano. Is in Europe and America's players are playing in in Mexico with America and always showing up. I mean, is that something to brag about? Like your team's in the shit, man. Pero vendemos, güey. Esa es la cosa. <laughs> Pero, man. You, you literally share you you're sharing America. You're paying America to borrow the stadium. You got that shitty little stadium on the other side of Mexico City that no one wants to go to. Ah, sí, güey. El que ustedes están rentando? That one? Rentando from who? They own it. Put the paint can down. It's all right, man. You guys see, güey, no creo. No creo que esa sea verdad. had enough for today. Dame los facts de esa, porque no... Esa no es verdad. No lo han comprado. Lo están rentando. From who... Uh, uh, Estadio Azteca literally belongs to Televisa. No Azteca, AK. pendejo. El Estadio Azul. Porque la Azteca se va a cerrar. Who's talking about that dump? No one's talking about that shithole. El que tienen que usar porque, porque el de ustedes también se está cayendo. No They're not going to use that one. They're going to use the, 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 the Atlante Stadium. Oh, yeah. ¿Y cuál es Thank el de Atlante, güey? ¿Cuál huh? es el de Atlante? ¿Cuál es el estadio que está usando Atlante? Atlante. It's not that one. It is. Es el Estadio Azul. It is that no, one. Is it? Yeah. Right, pendejo. Well, Chemo got one out of ten right. All right. Estadio Azul is currently owned by the Co Cosio family. <laughs> Cosio? I don't know who that is. So Cruz Azul doesn't own it then, Jaime. Because it would have said that Co Corporativa Cruz Azul Cemento. Most, shit, most right? teams don't own no, their stadium they sold in it Mexico. Off. They sold it off because it was supposed to be demolished. Also, like they're Bill so broke, they couldn't... So they, no, güey, espérate, so espérate, espérate, espérate. Before you start with your fan fiction, escucha. Oh, let me so hear the Billy Alvarez, Billy Alvarez quería hacer un centro deportivo,
¿verdad? Entonces, cuando él dijo, hey, quiero hacer todo esto, voy a incorporar un estadio nuevo a la de la Plaza de Toros, todo se va a conectar, va a ser un nuevo centro comercial para la ciudad, para todo esto, le dijeron que no. ¿Verdad? Que no podía tocar nada de eso, que no, no se podía hacer. Y también por esas restricciones no se podían hacer actualizaciones a el estadio. Entonces, ahí fue cuando lo tuvieron que vender y se salieron porque según iban a hacer un estadio nuevo. Y ahora estamos rentando o compartiendo, pero rentando el, um, el Azteca, el Azul, luego se, se volvió a revender a los de Atlante y se metió a Atlante ahí. Eso fue lo que pasó. Damn, man. Broke people problems. Right? No. What broke don't, people don't problems? Really we were going to put the money. EB, we were going to put the money to do it all. Puta madre, güey. Nosotros tenemos el pinche cemento. Lo hacemos. Like, ahí no hay pedo. ¿Verdad? La cosa fue que el municipio no nos dejó. Ahora, if you want to start doing that shit, the corruption in Mexico, que dejan que los de Televisa hagan los que de la pinche gana. Y acá... Los de trabajo honesto no, no lo dejan Why hacer. Why are we talking about Cruz Azul, bro? We're talking about Liguilla right now. Yeah, you... Like ¿Por qué este cabrón oye voces en su, en su mente? Los, We're talking about León versus America. America. I was going to mention León and he started mentioning America. Like no, no. Who, I, if... I started mentioning it was facts. Que León le mete la pipa a la América en Liguilla. Maybe when you're huffing on y the luego, Y luego te dolió. But the statistics y luego te dolió. clearly show Who America... Pull the numbers. 13 and 18. I mean, I don't need to pull anything else than that, man. ¿Cuál, güey? No. 13 and 18, me la mamá. Nomás dime, güey, ¿cuáles son los números de León contra el América? En Liguilla. The paint won't let you let me finish. I was going to mention. A ver, termina, güey. Termina, dale, dale, dale. They only met in the final once. And like I was saying before the paint was getting to you, le, when America met with Leon in that final, even I predicted Leon. You got to keep in mind the team Leon had then. Not it, it's not even close to the crappy team they have now. I don't even have to just to name off a few names: Boselli, Rafa Marquez, the best mid, the best all Mexican midfield that ever existed in Mexico: uh, Gallito, Montes, and Peña. E even Chivas couldn't get those guys. Just to name a few. Did One. Did oh, but not all three of them. So it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> in their prime either. <laughs> and in, <laughs> heading, into that, <laughs> heading into the final, America had to send off some of those players to some of their main players to Selección. That's not an excuse. But that's the only time they played. So what are you talking about? Yeah, Leon won that game uh, five to one, convincingly. But that that's not the same Leon. That was now. the same Leon that won uh, bicampeonato. So bicampeonato, yes, sir. Yeah, no, I think, like I said, going into this match, Leon have had two games, you know, in less than a week. Now they have this one, so I just think momentum wise, they they've been more active. I don't know if America scheduled any friendlies during this like break. So I don't know when's the last time they, you know, they all play together. But going into this game tomorrow, I, I think Leon has the advantage. 
you could use the momentum argument, but I just don't think that this is. I mean, I've seen both games. These guys, they look very iffy on that defensive end, man. Yeah, for sure. And another thing that you guys have the advantage on is obviously you need a draw to go to the next round. So you don't even have to beat Leon. That's the advantage of being the super leader and not crapping out of the league like Cruz Azul. (laughs) (sighs) Good stuff. Meanwhile, San Luis and Monterrey tomorrow. I mean, do we even have to say who is going to be the favorite in that one? I'm calling it now, San Luis for the upset. I was going to say, watch out, San Luis got hands. Hmm. Their, their style isn't pretty, but it's effective. I think they, if I had a gun to my head, I'd pick Monterrey, but I, I'll, go with my, I'll go with my gut. I think San Luis will pull it off, man. Oh, man. You know, Rayados have been disappointing in Liguilla. You know, they've, they've, and they have your, the trader. They have the coach who, uh, bounced out a year ago. So the one that quit. Yeah. And the secret weapon for San Luis is Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm sorry, Jurgen Dam. Watch out. When they're both on the, when either war is on the field, you can't tell the difference, man. <laughs> that speed. Yeah. I like it. I like the upset. Uh, Puebla Tigres. Does the Super Camote power enough for to beat Tigres, or is Tigres the favorites in this one? Wait, Tigres is always the favorite. Let's start off there, right? Like, let's put respect where respect is due, and Tigres will pull it out. And I, los camotes son buenos, wait, pero no mames. Los Tigres son los son los más poderosos. Todos sabemos que la final, si va como, como creemos, debería de haber sido inicialmente América Tigres, pero ahora va a ser León Tigres. Porque pues, <risa> ya sabemos, ¿verdad? <risa> Equipo chico, cosas pasan. Pero espérate, güey. No vamos a dejar que Javi viable, porque pues también, güey, si vamos a ser justos y honestos, porque chingados, ¿no? Oh, you need backup, huh? No, güey, nomás... Let me see if Habibi wants to speak. Yo tengo más que suficiente para todos, güey. No, no hay pedo. ¿Verdad? Ya, ya sé que tú haces tu pinche fanfiction y ahí estás. Tus, los compas que tienes en la mente te hablan. Y te dicen, no, sí, güey, no. Pues, pues tú sabes. Well, they're telling me you're huffing on paint right now, man. <laughs> uh, real quick. No, güey, se dice mota. In the YouTube chat, Franklin Cap says, Salud, always enjoy the show. And yeah, starting to starting to see Jimenez looking real sus. Keep him on the bench till he can show that he ge- that he can be consistent. Thanks for Well, I I I love he just said that. Because do you guys remember the narrative being pushed? by these wacky chemos and crazy uh cuz if you think cuz if you look around there's a bunch of chivas fans that are are 
Bevote apologists. They, for some for some crazy reason, they're justifying everything he does. I, I can't explain it. I can't understand it. But if you guys go look for it, it's, it's happening in the media and the fans do it. But lead, after uh, leading into the World Cup, I mean, after the World Cup, what was the narrative with this guy? That he should be starting, right? That it was unfair that he didn't go to begin with. No, but after the World Cup. And, uh, yeah, no, everyone's been... After World Cup, it was, we had a cripple there. Why the fuck didn't we take Santi? <laughs> no, no. Seeing how, no, no, espérate, we got the pincho sequel no, after no, that. No, 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 Don't fue... spread your fake news. Answer my question. If you're not huffing on, if you prove to me you're not a paint huffer like I know you are, was, it, was the narrative not that this guy should be starting instead of these other guys because he's playing in Europe? Yes or no? Cuando después? Yes. Especially during the Gold Cup. Is was that not the narrative? Ah, como chingas que no. During the World Cup, we el mame estaba al 100%. No, afterwards. También. So so there's that was the narrative, right? He should be automatic starter just because he's in Europe, right? Not because he was in Europe, it was because he was in Europe scoring goals. He was the leading in, scorer in, of the, in the Europa Fisherman, League. In the fishermen's no, 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 wait. In, the in the Europa League. In la Europa League. No, no, no. Lo que estaba haciendo en Feyenoord era segundo. Era segundo ninguno, ¿verdad? Pues no hay pedo. Scoring hat-tricks against Hercules and Super Excelsior and teams wait, like that. Wait, ¿qué no escuchas? <laughs> okay, but... No, scoring goals against, like, Man U and those other second-tier teams that are in the Europa League. But that was the, that was the narrative, right? And what... Okay, que le están metiendo goles a los equipos a que se la mamas? Yes. I, if you say so, that paint's getting to you again. No, wait, what's so, the Europa League? Dime. No, come on, stay on, sub, on subject. No, wait, te estoy preguntando. No, well, you, you, you're trying to ignore my point because you know you're going to, because you know I'm going to be right. I'm, I'm trying to give you arguments. I'm trying to, like, boost and bolster your argument. De que estaba metiendo goles el Mamera, sí, de que debería ser el, oh, el but, starter porque está me, metiendo goles en Europa uh -huh. en la Europa League and, right, contra me, los clubes más grandes. No, no, Ahora no, lo que, espérate, espérate, no, cabrón. No, ahora bien. lo que estaba haciendo... Uh, let me finish, let me finish real quick. En, en la era de bici, no hay pedo, ¿verdad? Pero que estaba metiendo goles en la Europa League, eso sí te lo doy. Okay, well, all right. That, that's, that's good. Like, believe, believe your chemo conspiracy theories are. It's all good. <laughs> At, when he stopped scoring goals, and I'm, I don't need to bring up the the, the obvious examples because you know which ones they are. No, we don't say, pero dime. And he started those games too. So you guys were bitching about this guy not starting. And the moment he, he didn't show up and produce, it's everyone else's fault. Oh, well, it's like he doesn't have the same amount of talent surrounding him in Mexico than he does with Feyenoord. Bingo. That was the narrative. He should be starting because... So if you're going to use that argument that he should be an automatic starter, you better show automatic results. And he didn't do it, and everyone's making excuses now for him. That's the part I don't get. So, okay, dime. How many games did he start during that time? He got, so he got the start, didn't he? He got his chance and he didn't do it, right? 
Dime cuántos. And, and now people are giving him credit for scoring a penalty, even though he missed like two already with Mexico. Senor, so it evens senor, out, I guess. All I'm asking for is a simple number. How many games did he start? Three. Three. Dame los, dame los tres juegos. ¿Cuáles fueron? Qatar, Germany, and Honduras. Wait, se te olvida Surinam con Coca. Oh, he missed that penalty, right? Yes, he did. Oh, okay. So you're you're proving my point. No, güey. I'm make... proving que you... se te olvida un chingos de cosas y no sabes verga, pero nada más aquí estás hablando. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so this, this is exactly what I'm talking about. The the crazy narrative these guys spin just because their guy isn't, because uh, supposedly it's Televisa's fault that he's not scoring goals now, I guess. <laughs> Yes, yes, I, I I do remember that one. I I did throw that one out there myself. Why, okay. why don't you? Me why la puedes repetir, güey. Pero look, pues, look, look, de mota, look, Se me olvidan las cosas. Dímelo look, otra from, vez. from the very beginning, everyone was saying this Mexico team it doesn't produce chances for the striker, but it's, but the chamo, the the crazy can paint sniffers like you. And the, and the Chiva apologist fans for Santi Jimenez insisted on this guy starting and starting. That was the narrative, right? You even made up nicknames for the for Jimenez and, and Henry. Everyone was saying that the team wasn't producing opportunities for the strikers. But now, since he, this guy isn't showing up, now it's everyone else's fault, like everyone said before. And no one says it anymore. That's that's you guys are very inconsistent with your arguments. I, I know you're. I know it's banter, but you guys are very hypocritical in that way. We have Al okay. Pastor joining us, the number one Santi fan. Maybe he can speak to that. No, no, no. Espérate, espérate, espérate. Hoy, ahorita, ahorita entras, mira, yo ahorita entras. No, no hay pedo. Pero mira, güey. Ahora, qué qué pedo pasó con Quiñones, verdad? No, Quiñones va a ser la mera verga. I'm sorry, but I don't think Quinones has even gotten a start yet. It wasn't a start, but they, when he was in there, when he was doing those things, that's how Eli Santi Santi has gotten the start juntos. plenty of times now, I think. Yeah, argument is that you have to make an impact right away. Wait, so. two points to that. See, here, here comes the fake news brigade. Paint sniffer and, and ravioli. Here comes the fake <laughs> Look, two points to that. Firstly, Quino, no one, ev if anything, everyone in the media and the, and the wacky Mexico fans like Habibi and and, uh, and Mr. Chemo here were saying, were, were implying that America fans were saying he's the savior. He's going to take us. No, no one ever said that. Even ravioli tried to push that one push that narrative in the last podcast you can't put you can't show me evidence of an america fan or anyone saying that this guy's the savior so that's just another fake news narrative you guys are, are peddling and number two when quinones got to play in this last game against honduras they put him in as in the midfield so if you're gonna keep if you're gonna spread fake news at least be don't just uh, ramble off with your crazy chemo conspiracy theories, man. In the midfield, my guy, he had a goal scoring opportunity within like the first thirty seconds, playing as a striker in the game. Like, barely, are you sure missed, about that? And barely missed. 
against Honduras. You sure about that? He they put him in as a striker. Bro, he was free roaming that whole area. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But, did you, but you said as a striker. He was okay, but you said front. as a striker. You he said was as a striker. The area, okay, but that's not the same as being a striker, man. Yeah, total freedom. You're, that's even better. You have a total oh, freedom okay, to do whatever you want. You see what I mean? These guys are crazy. You, you first you said he's a striker, and yeah, now you he say he was in the striker role in so that play. Role exactly, just like center backs get, just like just like your team when they put Boyo Briseño as a, as a, in the striker role, right? It's not the same thing. He or was it? in the striker role. He oh, had okay. a chance and barely oh, so, so when Pollo Briseño misses the, the the chances he gets, you're, you're criticizing him as a striker or as a center back? At that moment, if he's playing a striker, oh, one, okay. I'm going to criticize the coach first for putting a center back as a striker. But two, if he's playing as a striker, there's a reason they put him up there. And if he misses the chances, uh -huh. then you criticize him. Oh, this is some what? crazy talk. I'm just this is just what's the crazy talk, man? If the guy's playing up front, it's for a reason. Oh, whether man. it's whether because the coach is a lunatic or the guy has shown something on practice. They, but they, at the end of the day, you're they must have had a discount. At the I mean, did you day, not watch the game? Man. They, yeah, I did. They must at have the had. At the end a, of the day, you're a professional. You're you up guys, there, gotta put them away. You guys must have had so that that Black Friday can that paint special in St. Louis. <laughs> And in on wherever red wherever channels. Oh my god! This is some crazy talk you guys are talking. Like people are listening to this, and you guys sound <laughs> crazy right now. Mira, Bro, you, 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 Mira you, I'm just gonna ask you a simple lives. question. Mira, I'm just gonna ask a simple question. When you watch a fucking soccer game, do you are you just ball watching or are you watching formation? Ball watching. So what are you talking about ball watching? What does that mean? Well, well, that's what you you guys well that's what you did because you said no, he wait, came in as a striker. Wait, te estoy preguntando una pregunta fácil. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Like it's a simple fucking question. Are you ball watching or are you watching like the formation I, I watch the way the game everything and I don't puff on paint like you do, okay? That's what I do. <laughs> Man, he can't answer the question because he knows either way. Shit. Did, you guy, you literally uh, just said he came in as a striker. Mira, wait. You, you told the blatant lie. Admit you lied. Real admit you lied. Yes, give me a sec. Admit you lied then. Ricardo, real quick. The people, listen to this guy. He's lying. He said Quinones came in as a striker. And he did not quick. come in as a striker. Are you in that play? He did. Now, real quick. No, he did not. No, he didn't. Liar. You're, Ricardo, you're a liar, chemo, apologist. That, that's what you are. <laughs> Ricardo, I'm curious. And I don't are know you if you're a T-Bus fan either. Oh, my God. Are you, you have a significant other, Ricardo? You're crazy. You're spreading fake news. Listen no, to yourself. I'm curious, man. Do you have a significant other? Are you in a relationship? Well, what does that have to do with this? No, it's a yes <laughs> or no. I'm not asking for names. It's just a yes or no. You want to see what's going on in my bedroom? Like, what's wrong with no, you? Man, just, man I, it's just because you come on here, People, bro. People, listen here to so, this like, guy. Additive. You come up here so upset, starting to start arguments. Oh, oh okay. You listen to this. It listen makes, to this. It, this it, guy it, lied it, on a it, podcast, and I'm upset. That you're, you're lying. Makes me think you lied. 
Dice que vienes con el pito parado, güey. Maybe I do. Well, I'm not spreading lies like this guy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. People, listen to this guy. He's a liar. To feel like a man. He's the 2023 Jose Ramon. Fake news spreader. This podcast is where you become a man and you show your energy. Okay, okay. Y'all are projecting way too much right now. This guy is crazy crazy right now he's he's uh I'm, not equipped. I'm chilling no you're lying because you you said a blatant uh, lie on this podcast in real life my guy uh, maybe i am but i'm not a liar <laughs> like you stop taking you're it out on that Diaz. if he wants to be a santi fan and write santi to the moon let him be oh man like oh. you all right you you guys go ahead. I mean, I I can't continue with these guys. These guys are just rambling off lie after lie, man. All right. The most evenly matched uh, game, I think, this week is Pumas-Chivas. How are we feeling about that now that uh, Chivas have had a, a little little cool-off period, you know? Pumas moves on. Don't doubt Turco, Turco Mohamed and Liguilla. My guy knows how to play Liguillas. It seems he has the better out of his team than Pauna with Chivas. Uh, I think I think Pumas moves on, but then again, there are small teams. So that small team bullshit shows up, and then they choke. But I w- I want to say like sixty forty Pumas. Pumas beat Chivas in the last regular season match one nil in that same game. Obviously, where we had a penalty kick given to Alexis, he missed it, and that was the reason why they finished in fourth. We finished in fifth. The tie serves us no good. We have to beat Pumas in 180 minutes. How you feeling about it, Joel? Maybe he's on cleaning duty. But Abdias, maybe you got your opinion. No, I'm, oh, I'm there you with, go. I'm with um I'm with I'm with Habibi on this one. I I, I like Turkos. I, I think it'll go both ways, but but I, I think having Turk, Turk there can can balance the scales in Puma's favor, and I'm not too sure how much of the team right now Pauno still has. Um, you know, there was that talk about him leaving and whatnot, so I don't know how much if he still has the locker room the way he did. Uh, I think that's what's going to make this match more interesting. Kind of seeing that, kind of seeing that, and Turco, even Turco though, he's he's also been known to choke. So even though oh really, I agree with Habibi, he's, he's the more experienced, but he, you know, he's he he can also shit the bed, man. So let's see, let's see what happens here. According to the sports line, Chivas are the favorites with a plus one twenty. And Pumas are. Wait, sorry, I don't know. I don't know gambling. <laughs> I know Habibi does. Pumas are plus uh two fifteen underdogs. Really, at home? That's crazy. I think the first leg. Let's see. Yeah, it's going to be for the first leg, and Chivas opens, right? 
Oh, Chivas opens. That's why, yeah, because they're at home. So they're favorite at home. But yeah, to uh... <clears throat> look, that's what they say. But here's the thing, dude. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the train and I'm gonna say Pumas. But here's the reason why. I think Chivas has a problem getting warmed up. We saw what the oh. um, League's Cup break did to them and how long it took them to get back into proper form and how how it is that, like, Las Fechas FIFA affect them and things like that. So I think having this cooling-off period is not going to do them well. I have, like, that's just me. It, it might be the paint, but it's a cheap way to get high. So, mele verga. What is interesting that uh, Chivas is the only home team that's favorite to win. Every other leg, all the away teams are favorite. The home teams are actually underdogs. So, León, San Luis, Puebla are all underdogs at home, according to the lines. Damn. Because they know, bro, like, that's the inside job. That's how they make sure that the house always wins. But like, yo, we're going to make this, like, little small team the favorite. And people are going to put money into it. And that's how we're going to win. Because there's no way T.U.S. is winning this one. Franklin Cap says, I'm a Chivas fan. And watching Chivas gives me good night's sleep. He also says that Guti is a useless fraud. Hey, but you know, sometimes to win championship, that's the kind of ball you need. Good night, sleep ball. Remember last time Chivas won was with all those draws. Is usually those teams that just are flying and all over the place. Rarely do they win many titles. They always come up short with some stupid defensive mistake. There's just a lot of uncertainty going into this match as a Chivas fan, right? Because you've had a couple of weeks off and you've left this Alexis Vega drama sort of in the air. Is he in? Is he out? You know, there's a, a famous line by one of my favorite rap groups. It's uh, there's no such thing as halfway crooks. So with Vega, I don't know. Are they trying to put him back into this lineup? Because they do better without him. I understand that the season is coming to an end and they're probably trying to offload him before his contract expires. So they're trying to get like a hot quick sale going off. And I think leaving him on the bench will affect his value. So I can see why they would let him back into the starting lineup against Pumas, but I think it's a mistake. And I think that might also have rubbed some players the wrong way. And how does that look like for, for Pau, right? I mean, it can be a mistake, but at the same time, it's like you usually think that plays that much of a factor where, I mean, is Diero there to give a Maori a, you know, a financial spreadsheet in the black or stay there to deliver results on the field? So you think he w they would put – I mean, the decision comes down to the coach, but amongst Hierro and Pauno talking to each other how to address the situation, 
you think Chivas' finances is their priority, or is it just bringing the results? And if bringing the results to them is having Beg on the field, uh, you know, that's debatable. But I'd be surprised if, you know, the finances are one of the key influences. Uh, if anything, I just think it's stupidity because when Bega was injured and he finally came back, that uh, front of, uh, what was it, Padilla, Piojo Alvarado, and whoever else was working, then League's Cup comes in and they automatically start Bega. They didn't make him earn his mm-hmm. spot back. Yep. So if they go with that stupid mistake again of not making him earn his spot back and just give it to him, I don't think it's finances. I just think it's just stupidity. Yeah, the numbers don't lie. Chivas have had more success with him off the field than with him on the field. That's just facts. Um, On the YouTube chat, someone220 says, I go for America, but I believe Ligia will go like the MLB playoffs. Only one of the top four teams will advance. I just believe they've taken a very long break. Thank you, someone, for your comment. I agree. I think the long layoff is going to affect uh, the teams that didn't have to play in the last, like, three weeks. And the the teams coming in from the play-in, like I said, momentum. They have, they have all that going for them, uh, at least going into their first leg. Wait, so all of you guys are picking Pumas? I would say over the course of 180 minutes and because Pumas will advance on the tie, I do think Pumas will will pass uh, Chivas in this Liga match. Yeah, I think Pumas is favorite. Uh, like I said, 60-40. I don't think it's like they're crazy favorites. Like Chivas has no chance, but... I feel Pumas has a slightly advantage. As far as, uh, you know, teams coming in form, you know, that's a double-edged sword because look at Leon. They played Wednesday, and when was their last game? Sunday? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they got – they recovered Monday, and then Tuesday they practiced for their game plan against America. So if anything, it could hinder them, you know, playing two games in what, in less than five, six days? And they lost Fidel Ambriz red card uh, against um, Santos. Yeah, but, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Medica gets a win tomorrow, whether it's a slight win or a big win. I think they're favorite due to the fact that Leon would be their third game in, what, a week, and they're missing one of their better players. I just don't see how a rested America is going to struggle against that. What I will tell you is there's one player that would love to score against America, and that player is Vinas. This is how big America is. It has the luxury of having these type of guys like Vinas, Uruguay Selección, and Cáceres, Uruguay Selección, and Future. He's going to be sold off to Europe for a big amount of cash for America on the bench, unlike other teams. And uh, I wanted to share something with you guys that I 
that I heard in this uh, this radio sports show that I listened to. They were mentioning uh, one of the suitors for that for that bum Vega, the the biggest fraud in Mexican football history. Oh I wow! I can't be convinced otherwise. And the fact that some people were claiming he was going to go to Chelsea, I just can't take him seriously anymore. Thing. Some people on this panel, but that that's that's neither here nor there. Oh, this panel said he was well, going to Chelsea. Well, <laughs> I, no, those, I don't think anybody made that connection. Voices in your well, head, man. You gotta stop no, no, I, I got the VAR. Go to the VAR. I got the VAR. Go, go to that podcast. I remember. If anything, I'm hearing wacky, uh, <clears throat> wacky, Chiermano Chemo apologist voices like yours. But nonetheless, they were mentioning. That bum being they're they're gonna pull a switcheroo with with of all teams, Cruz Azul. Oh no, for who? The names thrown out there were Lida or that other drunk, uh Charlie Rodriguez. Oh god, we don't need another midfielder. I mean those were the names being thrown around. And they're they're mentioning that that. That Cruz Azul, their 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 team, their owners are so dumb, because that's what they are—very dumb owners—that <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna uh, combine the super twins again, the the drunks. What were they they call them the the tamar the tamarindo twins because they drink that cheap vodka, the Antuna and Vega. You imagine Antuna and Vega on the same team again? This this is why I don't feel sorry for when. When some people they they try to make excuses for these guys, and I keep when I see things like this, I just think about how these Mexican teams keep giving these bums chance after chance after chance. If these guys were lucky, they were born Mexican, and and for for whatever reason, Mexico's pop uh, soccer is popular in Mexico. Because if these guys were born in any other country, they'd be sweeping streets or uh, picking up dog turds on the street, man. It really just baffles me that any team would have interest in Alexis Vega after knowing his his record. It's like, dude, like this guy should be like absolutely like barred to play in Liga Mekis after this. After this, what he did Wait, at Chivas. I would like to call VAR as well because it sounds like you guys are saying that as terrible as you can be and the amount of stupid things you can do. You'll still have a chance in Liga Mex from someone. So you're proving my argument when I said that you can go oh to my, Europe. I knew he was going to go there. I knew he was going to still come back for Liga Mex contract. No, 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 no one mentioned Europe, Ravioli. It's the same thing. You can go to Europe and play. You can play I'm, in Liga Mex and drink all the tamarind vodka in the world. Someone's still going to give you a chance. Okay, okay. Let, let, let's say we concede to that. So you're you're basing your argument of them being over there that they're gonna succeed for whatever reason, knowing they're drunks, unathletic, and undisciplined. No, Is, I'm not saying succeed over there. I'm saying they can go where they're fell. Oh, they can they can go to Costa Rica. Alexis hasn't even with a welcome back. Man. Alexis won't even have the chance to do that, man. He won't like, even have no, a chance. No, no, no. Alexis chose over not to have the chance. No, Alexis isn't he even a go to Europe. Come back <laughs> to. Well, he hasn't chose got, not to go. He hasn't he gone here. Chose not to you, go. You see what I mean, Jaime? You, you just these guys are proving my point about that Chelsea shit. See what I mean? I, 
hear no further. Like these guys really believe this guy had a chance to go over there. It was all fake. I news. never said he had a chance to go over there. It, I'm it was saying his, it was his promoters spreading that bullshit that is established in Liga Mexico. What I yeah can go to uh, Europe, Vega isn't established. What I Vega will had a six never month trial with Wolves. my guy. He went through a World Cup with the number and ten. and is the How's and that's why he's the biggest fraud in the world. Like he went to the World Cup with the number of fake news. Whether he deserved it or he not, he didn't deserve different. it. You're proving my point. Okay, he didn't deserve it, but that's established as you get. So you're saying Mexico is is, is full of stupid coaches? Then that's what you're saying. Stupid, stupid coaches, stupid directivos, <laughs> bum players. Yeah, I'm saying all that. Damn, man. why are you listening to? Why are you calling to the podcast, man? Then? Like, <laughs> if you're so miserable, go listen to the the Premier League or La Liga podcast. Because it's my misery now. All oh, Premier League. You're just miserable. You're just a miserable guy, then, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm. Completely miserable. I don't know about Alexis Vega, Chelsea rumors, but I I do recall them talking about Santi going to Real Madrid. That's that's one that I have heard on here. Pero espérate, güey. No te, pero no se acuerdan ustedes la prueba de seis meses que tenía con Wolves para que se fuera. It was it was thrown out there, right? But he never really. It was an official offer, and he said no. Yeah, he said no. So ese es el pedo. He oh. had the choice. He had the opportunity, and he said no. Or where you, where can you provide an article of someone actually proving that happened, or him saying it, or he just said he was they offered him something <clears throat> like anyone can have offers. You always hear the, some random Mexican saying, "Oh, I'd offer to go to Real Madrid. I'd offer to go to Napoli." You you see interviews all the time of these guys saying that. Like, where's this offer? Like, he never even mentioned it. Yeah. Pretty sure there's an interview of him saying, speaking about an offer. No, uh, an with offer, Chapman. but no one, no one said which team. That so he could he could be blatantly lying, and you guys are just you just assuming it's a big it's a Premier League team. Wait, but if it did happen or it didn't happen or it wasn't Wolves, it still doesn't change the fact that he said he had an offer and he declined it. Whether it's true or whether it's a lie. Also, you believe it shows his mentality where his train of thought is. If an, if an actual offer came in and he said no, I'm not taking it, or if he made up that story, it's still the same result, it's still the same train of thought. So why does it matter if it's true or not? What matters is that he was not willing to, I guess, quote unquote, make a sacrifice, which is same time respectable. You know, some players want to do that. Some players want to aim higher. Some players are comfortable where they're at and they want to risk it. I mean, everyone has their own perspective on how to handle their professional career. All I know, I don't want to hear Chivas fans ever complaining about someone being a fraud on the national team ever again. Because this guy, like, this guy's, he never even had arguments to being on the national team. <laughs> Just for just because uh, he was the best quotation mark player Chivas had, but what does that mean? The the guy Chivas was battling Repechac in those years, so is that something to like put on your resume? Oh, I, I was the best player on the team on the Repe, on the Repechac team. So you, you're gonna take that player to the World Cup? Like the highlights of this guy's career is showing his ass against Atlas, pre or leggy Atlas at that. 
Hey, if anything, I think instead of being a negative reflection of Chivas or Alexis Vega, it's a negative reflection of everyone else. How come Chivas' worst product and one of their worst times is a starter at the national team for the World Cup? How come America, Monterrey, Tigres weren't producing a better player? Isn't that the same Guillermo Ochoa argument, except without the without the media attention you guys like to throw at it? And the fake news along with it? Why why don't you guys produce someone better than Ochoa? Why wasn't the same why wasn't the same argument being made there with Alexis Vega? That Since argument has it. been made. There's no one that is competing with Ochoa for that spot. Malagón is not that good. Acevedo's not that but, good. But it, Ochoa okay. is starting but no is it hammered it in your him. head the the same way the Ochoa the the Ochoa thing is though? It's not. You guys just, just, for whatever reason, Vega is the best Chivas player, so let's take him to the World Cup. Sounds to me like some team imposed a player on the national team. I don't know about all of that. Like, he didn't have any numbers, Jaime. Like, what, what, the most goals he ever had in the season were three. And if you're going to tell me he's not a goal scorer and he's not an assist guy, then what is he? He's okay. a decoy. But the, going the, back to the argument I just made, okay, take Vega out. Oh, what was he playing? Left wing? During that time, what other left wing were you put in there? Uh, I what's his name? Antuna? I would have put anyone that wasn't a drunk there. And if they're, <laughs> okay, throw and a if they're on the short list. Drunks, and if they're all drunks, you put the, you put the next one. The, you put whoever that whoever's next in line. I throw don't out. Throw out one name of what winger you would have taken to the World Cup instead of Vega. Instead of Vega? Yeah. Uh, Linus. Mm hmm Was he even in the World Cup? He wasn't in the World no, Cup. No, he wasn't even on the bench at Betis. That's why he wasn't even in the World oh, Cup. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Starting lineup was... So, okay, so real quick, real quick with that. I want to answer that. So you would rather take a guy that doesn't produce at all both guys don't produce. Let's let's put that as, let's get that out of the way. But one guy's clearly drinking, and not being a not even being a professional at all. He's just for he's just famous in Chivas for whatever reason, showing his ass. Hey, he you're not arguing with that. me. You're arguing with Jaime and Joel because I'm using their argument that all that matters is no. But you mentioned minutes. no. You mentioned Linus. Plain you mentioned minutes. Linus. I'm no, using don't their switch argument. the argument. Plain minutes. No, you're switching are the argument. You see, over not you're switching the minutes. argument. <laughs> You're no, I wouldn't take argue. neither one. I wouldn't take neither one if I'm being honest. Oh, all right, so you, you you answered your own question then. So you don't take Vega then? Yeah, I don't take Vega, but I don't take right, Lagnes so, either. Okay. I'm not agreeing with you. No, you know, you're clearly agreeing with me. You're clearly agreeing with no, me. No, I'm not agreeing you, with your choice of Lagnes as a better option. All right, me. but you answered your own question. You were saying who would you take other than Vega, and you yourself said you wouldn't take Vega. So who... So you're proving my point. The guy never deserved to be there. And he was, for whatever reason, he was there. No, but it's the same argument as Ochoa. Like, I wouldn't take Ochoa, but at the same time, there's no one else coming up to the plate. No, so, But again, to my point, it wasn't hammered in your head like the crazy conspiracy guys that you are and the pink sniffer guy is with Ochoa. No one was saying this about Vega. Everyone kept saying... Or correct me if I'm wrong. Everyone was saying he had abilities and uh, 
uh, how 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 are they saying it in picante? Uh, they're saying he had a uh, he talent. He had untapped talent. Like, what wh- what are you basing that off of? What was that based off of? My guy, you're arguing with the wrong people. You need to call the one eight hundred football number. Because okay. like you're talking about the media where trophies comes in for like one two games and. El Messi Mexicano, Lainez comes in for one two games. El hey, Messi and Mexicano, scored, and he and he won two titles already. America, what did Alexis Vega do? Chivas. What did he do? He didn't do anything, and he and he went to the World Cup. Nos enseñó esas nalgas super jugosas oh, y deliciosas. And, and that, that's my point. He got famous for something that's not football related. Well, he got popular, or he got he got a push for whatever, and that's something. That's Televisa tactics that you always complain about. ¿Sabes qué, güey? Hablando de Televisa, look at what I just shared. It's from your own media. It's from TUDN, from an interview que le hicieron hace unos oh, cuantos oh, años. So you're, you're agreeing with the fake news website? That's what you're telling me? <laughs> ¿Con qué? ¿Con TUDN? Yeah. Güey, ustedes le pagan. So, no sé cuál es el pedo. Oh, Televisa money. It goes all over the place. Tata didn't really take any other, you know, alternatives to the World Cup. He started every game. If you look at that game against Poland, he started with Henry Martin and Chucky Lozano, and he was, I think, um, taken off for Antuna. But if you look at the bench, Antuna was really his only natural replacement. Obviously, you have Piojo. And, I mean, Orbelin, is he a winger? I don't think he's a winger. No. No, he's not a winger. So they didn't, they didn't really take that many wingers to the World Cup. That was my question. If you don't take Vega, who else do you take? Not him. I, I don't care who you take. You don't take him. For, that's my whole point. I mean, do as much Chivas slander, as much Vega slander as you want. Your real beef is with the rest of the country not producing players to compete with these bums. Why are you mad at Chivas that they produce a C-plus no, bum no, and but no you one guys, else can produce a A-plus bum? You guys couldn't even produce him either, though. He's a, he's a If you're going to be technical... Oh, so it's not our fault, then. No, oh, it is your fault because you promoted him that way, and you yourself no, promoted No, him. we didn't produce him. You just said you, it. You, you said... And you match. said he was going to Chelsea. <laughs> I'm not gonna waste it. I'm not gonna waste my time looking up the uh, looking up the podcast of you saying it. But you said it. I remember the conversation very clearly. I said, said Vega is going to Chelsea. Yeah, you said he had an offer from Chelsea. You said that. Mm. Saying that he has an offer or there's news of him going to Chelsea is I'm looking different. at the um the tweet that Abdia shared and I put the reply on there. Loser Mexican mentality. That is why Mexico hasn't produced an elite player uh like Hugo Sanchez. <laughs> uh that's funny. I don't know, man. I, I Look, agree, disagree with those type you of comments. You can flip a coin to decide who's going to win that Pumas-Chivas match. Uh, as far as the rest of the fixtures for, for Liga MX, uh, we have our, our, our favorites, our preferidos. Although someone, 2020, 
or sorry, 220 said, I now realize that the top two, America and Monterrey, are doomed. They've, they're playing against teams that are in rhythm versus others that are equally rested. Como siempre les digo, cuidado con las gorritas. Puebla was hot last year, and everyone's picking them against Tigres. I, I even remember, I don't think it was Joel or Jaime that picked Puebla last year. And they ended up losing. Well, I get the momentum. Like I said, I get mm. the momentum argument. But talent comes into factor eventually. Yeah, definitely. I just think it's it's been an abnormal amount of time, you know, that they haven't played. You know, with the Mexico games and then having to wait for the play-in. It just, it just feels like that's a long time to not be active. So, by the sounds of it, it seems like you guys, like, watched the matches. Honestly, I didn't. Just the whole idea of the play-in. I was like, I'll just start watching once Liguilla starts. But, man, that play-in turned out to be a waste of time by the looks of it. The top eight qualified directly. I'm like, how much extra money could have they made where it's, like, worth it? Mm-hmm. It just seems stupid. Like, you could have started Liguilla sooner or like i don't know it's just it just seems like terrible planning like they never thought about hey what if we do this plan and regardless seven and eight still qualify and not considering the fact that if leon do handle business against america and if they continue to progress in this liga mekis ligia the final will have to be postponed because they have to fly out to play in the Club World Cup. Okay, so, so Ricardo says conspiracy theorists are saying there's going to be some arbitrary decisions to make sure Leon doesn't make it that far, and that's why Fidel Ambriz got a red card. They're already poking him in the butt. Yeah, because Fidel, I mean, don't take into account that Fidel Ambriz is a red card machine. You can look up the history, but yeah, but oh, I'm just saying, oh, giving them two oh, days rest. Sir. I mean, if you really want to go there, I mean, it's not like uh, America's getting the same ref for the last three games of league. Yeah, like a certain team did in 2017. Hey, I'm not saying they're helping America. That's your guilty conscience. I'm saying they want Leon no, you, out, regardless no, of who Leon is playing. No, I, I said from the beginning, America's going to win. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm uh, in agreements with you guys. Uh, Thanksgiving just passed, but Chivas is going to get stuffed by Pumas. I don't know about stuffed. I think it's going to be a lot closer. I think it's going to be like a one-goal difference. And, and I'd, I'd like to applaud that Chivas fan that, that Jaime mentioned from the comments. Because for whatever reason, like people keep thinking when they say Chivas and when anytime they win, they say that they have a, that they're playing well. I don't know, but and I always ask, I always question that, like playing well. Like, what do you mean by that? And he, this guy just like he said what everyone knows is to be true. Like, Chivas is a ratonero team. Like, they all they do is is fall back and go for the counter. Yeah, but I mean that's just everyone has their different flavor you know 
their different way of playing. Some people think it's boring. Some team, people think it's practical and it helps you get wins. You know, it, all that depends is how you end the season. You know, like Pauno, when he, like, parked the bench or parked the bus against Tigres, if he pulls that off, he looks like a tactical genius. He got the lead early in the first half, and then he protected it well the second half. Here's your championship. You're a genius. I mean, look at uh, Chivas America. If uh, Fidalgo doesn't get that red card, America most likely moves on, and let's say they go on to win it, and all of a sudden uh, the guy who uh, ditched America for Monterrey is seen as a genius, and he'd probably still be the America coach right now. It's all little circumstances that change the narrative. Though, but you can take it before that with Chivas getting the two non-call penalty against Atlas. You can start from there. Oh, I don't remember anything Atlas related. No. Uh, that's the team I despise the most in Liga Mikey's. Yeah, and that's what blinds you from the truth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just remember anything Atlas related. Oh, I mean, man. we're talking about Atlas and robberies. We can talk about their bicampeonato both being robberies. And 2017 is not a... Oh, I forgot. You mentioned it before. It's human mistake, right? Yeah, that but was, having was that three, before VAR? Have, having, the sa- having the same ref in the last three games, uh, that's clearly human mistake. It must be, man. It must be. Or maybe we paid an extra bonus to have the same guy. You know, like Sunday League? You pay the ref a little extra so you can do your game instead of somebody else's? That, that's why I always say Chivas is the Eddie Guerrero of Mexican football. These guys lie, they cheat, <laughs> and they steal, man. Hey, These man, guys most people love Eddie Guerrero, people. so that's a compliment. <laughs> I, I didn't. I shedded a little bit of tears when that man passed away. I think that was the first and maybe only celebrity death. Oh, never mind, Kobe, that I felt a certain way about. What grown man watches wrestling? I never got into wrestling. Grown man, bro, I was in fourth grade, oh, third grade. No, I watched third it when I was a kid. I, 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 don't, I can't even. There's a lot of wrestling people. like f- fanatics on this man on this podcast. I, I don't know. There We've was... talked about it in the past, bro. It's it's called growing up poor and it being on open air TV. All right, you, I, I'm just gonna. Man, we were like white kids. We're like. You can, like, hit each other. Like, we could actually imitate it ourselves, jump off the couches and shit. Look. Parents didn't give a fuck. I saw an unpleasant scene when I was a kid, and I said, that's that's going to be it for me, folks. It was uh, this ginormous, obese man named Rikishi, and I saw this dude sit on someone's face. <laughs> and after Wait, that, that turn you off? I was like... I'm cool, guys. I'm going to stick to watching soccer because... My guy, you're soft. We had the Mr. McMahon Kiss My Ass Club when people sleep over. Like, you didn't want to sleep over. You sleep with one eye open because if not, this kid would do a rikishi and you would join the Mr. McMahon Kiss My Ass Club. So you were afraid to fall asleep during a sleepover because of that. Nah, I never did sleepovers for that reason, dog. Can't... Oh, my God. You were soft. Nah, you son. in a bubble. You lived in the bubble, my guy. Mm, I was definitely a sheltered kid, but I'm glad I was because that's some gay shit right there. You're telling me <laughs> Trish Stratus, Casey Keebler, and all that, then 
overcome the rikishi these people Bro, you, that's why you grow up on. you grow up you get you get a little tequila and you start you start swinging both ways i'm cool off that wait dog. you mean to tell me you don't know about brawl and panty matches wait well like I, I, I mean, like you got two fun bitches panty matches of monday <laughs> I'm his own bra and panty matches. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do the um it's on the dresser. The pajama party. The, yeah, those were dope. Well but Jaime had a point. I mean, once once they start showing on TV uh, a big black guy hooking up with a grandma and the grandma has a a, a plastic baby toy at Mark Henry. The Mark Henry, yeah, you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh man, yeah, that Once you start made doing me things sad. like that, you lose me, man. Yeah, you know what lost me? Uh, I don't know if it was a Survivor Series, but it was a Kane versus Undertaker, and I think it's Kane. He's walking to the ring, and he stops, and he shoots a fireball from his finger. I don't know how they did it, but it looked like a fireball goes to the ring and it just like explodes right before him. I, I don't know if it was Undertaker shooting at or Kane, one of them too, but I was like, all right, this is too much. This is, you know. Wait, so your complaint like, was that it wasn't realistic? I mean, is it No, that it's just, it just, yeah, but that to me is like, it takes away from it. From it's like, over oh, the top, right, Hole? Wow. It's too much, yeah, like. Guys, if we want real arguments... You're seeing a live Kamehameha and you're complaining? Are you kidding me right now? Yeah, I'm about to give you guys three good arguments of what killed it for me. Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, and the amount of uh, female WWE um, performers that were sexually (laughs) abused during the Iraq tours. Those three. Those are real arguments as to why you're like... I didn't know like, that was a uh, thing. I, I know what I'm going to Google once this podcast ends. Yeah, <laughs> dude. It was bad, and it is bad. Like, there's affidavits and everything. It happened a lot in the WWE and Vince McMahon knew, and they covered that shit up. He, Jaime, what he's saying is right, though. Like, you can say whatever you want about, about wrestling, but the shit has, like, some crazy stories, man. Like, some crazy podcasts that go around. Like, what these guys got away with. Like, it's some true crime type of shit, man. Yeah, no, I bet. I think I did tune into a episode of Joe Rogan. I, I don't I don't really watch Joe Rogan, but he did uh, interview The Undertaker, and The Undertaker was like, I, I thought he was cool. Um, so he talked about his, like, whole story, and, you know, these guys were not getting paid anything in the beginning. So, yeah, they did a lot of sacrifices well, going back to the original point, if Chivas is the Eddie Guerrero of Liga Mekis, that is a compliment to me. I'll take it. Bro, I live my life by, like, lie, cheat, and steal. Eddie That's Guerrero taught me right. <laughs> so, what you got, well, have, having said that, America has to be Bret Hart. The best there was, the best there is, <laughs> the best there ever will be, man. No, America's like Triple H. Uh, just, you know, slept with a boss, so now gets benefits of it. Nah, but bro, <laughs> even worse. America's been to Kurt Angle. Like, ha- only oh, has yeah. one move. Yes, it's all. Oh, damn. Oh, no, you know who's going to be Kurt Angle? Cruz uh, Azul. You know, like that small-ass team that thinks they're, like, amazing because of some metal, but no one still respects them. <laughs> hey, but Cruz Azul is gold dust. I don't even know who that is. That guy with sense. the gold. 
called us is the, the dust, the dust roads with, with the roads. <laughs> the dusty roads. Yeah, um, the one the one dressed in gold. Yeah, he was doing like the the transsexual shit. Like, yeah, he was he's ahead of his time. Era that's puto, also, pero nomás no lo decía. That's also like what turned me off of like because I got into it when I was a little kid, but then uh you start seeing other wrestling and if you see like Dusty Rhodes, if you see how he was in WWE, you know, like uh, almost like a clown, you know, salía con sapphire bailando. And if you see his matches when he was like in NWA, like Steel Cage, like goddamn bloody feuds, man. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? You know what I mean? It's, it's basically, um, you could kind of see it with with Cactus Jack, how they had him almost playing the clown. And then later on, they just let him do his stunt because he was doing all those type of matches like in uh, ECW and in Japan and in other wrestling, but in WWE, you had to be almost cartoon-like because uh, they would sell toys and whatnot. So they were marketing more for kids. So a lot of good wrestlers when they went to WF, uh, WWE, I mean, you they kind of had to become this like gimmick and and it's crazy if you saw like the type of matches they would do uh, or the type of wrestling stuff and then once they went there it was like it, you know it, it, uh, I guess some of them didn't care because at that point they're making some some good money y'all need to bring me back to earth because this WWE yeah. shit is, I'm <laughs> lost dog <laughs> Ok, ok, mira güey, ¿sabes qué? Pinches pochos, le voy a traer un poquito de cultura. Y la triple A, güey, ¿qué pedo? El perro aguayo, el pinche santo, octagón, la parca, los rudos, los rudos, los rudos, cabrones. I just, want, I just want to know the midget that got like kicked the shit out of, I want to know who that guy was, that guy was. As a Mexican hero. It should be on the bill, on the peso. <laughs> el, el tinieblas, güey, no mames. O no miraban al triple A. Sometimes on Galavision, they would play it, but... Yeah, yeah that's, that's where I would see it. But it's crazy to think, because, like, Max, how big wrestling was. Like, if you go back to, like, the 50s and 60s, um, it was just huge. And it was to the point where they they were doing movies. So they were, they were like ahead of the time. I've seen Nacho you know, Libre. A huevo, el no, santo. No, no, Nacho Libre. They were doing like... Güey, like, el santo know, contra la momia. Yeah. And then they did crossovers, dude. They were ahead of the Avengers, dude. They had like the... Crossovers. The Demon and Santos versus... Versus the aliens and shit like that, dude. They... they Yeah, man. They, you can see all these like movies that... Wow. That they were making where it was like... Like real life Avengers shit, you know? Uh, sorry guys, I had to bring it back to Liga Mekis, but I had, uh, Franklin, he said, um, Chivas is cross spamming with under Paunovic. That's the game plan. And if that fails, there is no plan B. So, you know, the result before the game starts, that also sounds like Mexico. If you're being completely, if I'm being completely honest, Mexico is doing that same shit too. Just spamming the cross button cross button and hoping something happens but um yeah yeah i need one of you nerds to uh, pull up how many 
headers, Chivas and Mexico have scored like within their last 20 games. I think, be... I think uh, Ricardo Marin scored off a header, right? That's about it. Yeah, because with the amount of crossing both those teams do, and I'm pretty sure that their conversion rate is easily under 10%. Easily. We need a nerd with the uh, XG, expected goals. So so what are you guys saying? Uh, when Mexico crosses the ball to the box and the undersized strikers are being dwarfed by the big black guys, that's not a good game plan? Well, Chivas, like players, Chivas players aren't even being dwarfed either. I mean, it's just a terrible game plan overall. I, I, think, I still think it would be a terrible game plan if you had a bunch of tall guys as well. Like, it's just, to me, it's very predictable. predictable. It's like caveman style of playing. It's, like, so old. Literally, like, you coach, like, you practice five times a week, and the best you can come up with is play out wide and set the cross. Like, why even practice? That's why I I always hit back at, at Mr. Howell when, he's, when he questions uh, why Mexico... Mexico's dominance in the region and um, like you would think these guys after seeing it literally year after year they would switch it up eventually right like how like you can't point me to you can't point to a team that has any other game plan except that we have CONCACAF yeah, and you know, I feel like Mexico, I don't know when is the last time I've seen them impose a style, you know, a style of play. It's It's been a long time. Probably La Volpe. Uh, yeah. You know, definitely a defined style. Definitely not no just crossing relentlessly for no reason. Uh, with Herrera, they had a style as well. Uh, well, he comes from like the same school of thought, right? Piojo, like line of, what was it line of five? Did we play? With yeah, them? I think Piojo yeah. loved doing a line of five, but you know they had a style. I mean, uh, Osorio, yes and no. Uh, he was very big on adapting to the team they were facing, and then uh, you know, Chivas games put you to sleep. That was the same thing with Tata Martino, especially those last few years. It was either like put you to sleep or just anger, frustration. Right, but but are you guys really expecting a coach to come in and like impose a style on Mexico? Like at this point, I think the best Mexico could do is just get another cheerleader type to motivate these these diva, these little bitches, like the best, like what Piojo what Herrera did, like you have to find something like that. Like I know Jaime likes the Osorio <laughs> with the set pieces. I, I like that too. But at, at this point, like my, you guys kept keep saying it, like the players aren't being produced. So at the, the best you could do, in my opinion, is just get another cheerleader type of coach. He's going to get walked all over the players anyways. I don't I don't think Piojo got walked over by the players, though. No, not, you know, no, he, not Piojo. Piojo. Piojo did a good job. But right now, yeah. 
these See? coaches are going to work. Tata and Coca got walked over. And Jimmy. You can say Jimmy, too. Well, they, they didn't give Coca. That was my, that's been my complaint. Uh, not saying that I wanted him, but they basically left them out to drown because they had already, they were already going to replace Gori. So they just let him sink. That's kind of messed up. That, uh, you know, he, he didn't get any support from the Federacion. But I do see a little. Either. I mean, they kind of like, atendieron la cama. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. And I see a bit of the, the whole uh, Jimmy, well, I wouldn't call it cheerleader, but uh, there was that one clip where he's he's dancing, right? There's like a group. I don't know what they were doing after a practice or after a match. And he's like dancing in the middle. Like the players are around him. I don't know if you guys remember seeing that clip. With his daughter? Oh, with, with his daughter? No, no, it wasn't his daughter. It was at the Seleccionados. He did oh. do a TikTok with the daughter, but this one was like after a training session or something like that. Yeah, but I don't think he's like that cheerleader level that like Piojo was. I think like Jimmy's still trying to like impose some style. And also, you know, Jimmy's a fraud because when he was on the <laughs> Maestro show, if you watch the lineup he would post and like the game styles he would talk about, and then you actually watch him like try to apply it on the national team, not even close on the call-ups or the style that he said he would do or how the team should play. It reminds me of that uh, soap opera actor that was also a coach, uh, Rafa Puente Jr. You know, like, all good talk, but when it comes back to applying it, not so much. He worked he at did win the Gold Cup, though. He, he did win the Gold Cup, so. Uh, Jimmy, so far. Against Panama? No, man. He, he won it, but hey, he won it. He has the trophy now. It's, it's, he's got the medal. You can't take it away. If you break the bar off, it'll, it'll, you could open the wrapper. It'll be like a piece of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Pinche bubuludo, wey. Dale madre. Still, he has it, wey. Oh, man. <sighs> guys, we're at the two hour mark. I want to give you guys your, your closing yeah. thoughts uh, on on today's episode. It can be your predictions for who's going to win the whole thing. It, it, it's really your guys' chance to uh, to shine here. Uh, but before I do that, uh, one last comment from the from the YouTube chat. Disco Fever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, giving his love to Ricardo earlier uh, in the show. But then now says uh, Lozano is way out of his league. Biesla was the answer. And he also said that Biesla was solely responsible for Chile's golden generation. He debuted players in the national team before they debuted for their club. Wow. So, he's always done that, though. He's always done that. But I, I wouldn't give him all the credit because those talented players were there. So I do think he got the best out of them. But it's not like he... You know, it's like it's like if you're gonna say who discovered Rafa Marquez, you know, he's in the he's in the youth, and if you think as a coach you're discovering him, you know, it's kind of obvious that this kid was gonna go places, and it's just kind of the same with Chile, where they had all these really great players, a lot of them playing together, and I think that was it. Just worked well having a coach like Bielsa with that likes the younger players and. And um, I'm not afraid to, to 
to put them on the field. But, but I do, that's been kind of been my gripe as well, where like a lot of times I'll say, almost like if he came in and they just popped out of nowhere, you know, a lot of these players were already there. Uh, he says uh, that Biesla scouted and gave opportunities to young players. Yeah, I give him his respects on that. I mean, it's not just like they were. But they weren't close. They, they weren't exactly playing in the in a Yano. They were already playing pro clubs. Not like they were playing in, in you know, in a Sunday yeah, league. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. I'll give you a perfect example. Mayorga with uh, Osorio. He took him to Confederaciones, uh, you know, with the national team. And the guy hadn't even debuted in first division. Let's say Osorio. Yeah, but he was there. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the same thing. If it would have worked out, it's like, whoa, he saw this talent in the guy who hasn't even played in first division. Okay, but my point is these guys were still going to end up doing good because they're that good. I, I, so I think I don't know. I, give I him credit. You still need, no, they're, you they're still need a, do good. Huh? You still need a coach no, that's going to have your, have your even corner. If they, well, look at, look at Marquez, right? They debuted him, the national team, at 17. That's how old he was when Bola, uh, Bora Milutinovic. But who scouted him? Wasn't it Biesla? No, he was in Atlas. I'm Does just it... saying, he was already there. But Anyone B... that saw him play already. It's like if you see Messi, do you? you are but is it? Isn't Biesla credited to to Atlas's like golden generation? He, he is to an extent, but a lot of times he gets way more credit. Like he. I don't he, know. You have, you're not like a hater. He, because like everywhere he goes, he finds like a golden generation just by luck. No, I'm not saying by luck. The man has an influence. Not by luck, man. Come on. He does. He does have that. But then you have to wonder why some of these other places then end up not doing anything. It's not like they just, the players just stop showing up because he left. Um, Atlas was already working. They were working on the Cantera. And so you had, they had like Efraín Flores and also Huero Real working and getting players. Oh, no, my God. Dude, did you he? Could, you he could see, you like could see the interviews. You could, you could, no, dude. This could easily be fact-checked. You could, you, you could like, easily fact-check this because you can see when those players were, when they started and when Bielsa arrived. So that's my point. You need to give it. Those guys were already there from, from. It's like very similar to when Hans Westerhoff came to Chivas. A lot of those players were already in the youth for like five years. A lot of them had already debuted. But what he did was he, he started playing all of them, all of the young, talented players that were there, like Kamasa and Salcina, all of those guys. He started giving them the majority of the playing time. And like Masa, he made them a starter from day one. Must yeah, have that's, what the coach, that's what you give the coach the props. Not every coach will do I, that. Well, see, this is now you're arguing something else. What I'm saying is that the player was there. It's not like he exactly found him. The player was already there. So I do give him credit, but it's not like he he found him. How are you gonna find him? He's there. Like he's right in front of you. He he made the best of what was at hand. And, and so I mean, I'm not saying credit, but I'm like people give them way oh, more credit. My God. Like, I just agree because if you, if you go like to even like a professional team tryout, you have like 200 guys trying out. Are you talking about tryout? You're talking about players that are already that. made. Yeah, it. the players are in front That's of different. you, but you still have to find them. <clears throat> Same thing. If you have your 
first division team, your sub 23s, your sub 20, your sub 17. It's not like, oh, the player's just there. Like, he didn't find them. No, you technically do got to find them amongst all the players within your institution. No, you got to find dude. someone that fits your formation, fits your style, that you see the talent that others don't see. Like, yeah, you sort of do find them in a sense. You know, uh, a manager's confidence is everything to a young player. So I don't think, like, think about it. Who else is doing that? No other coach in Mexico is doing that. Doing what? Like, like say we say for example, Jimmy took Marcelo Flores to the world. You know, it's like you just don't see that. You don't see like coaches just throwing these kids out there like that. Like you just you just don't see it. Oh well, yeah, but but that's most because it's it's a short season. So and no, then I'm talking lot, about like the on the national team. Well, I mean, well, yeah, but you, you go from that because it's and it's kind of the same thing with the national team where. It's like you're having one bad tournament and they already want to boot you. When Boromir Lutinovic came back and he goes to Copa America and he left out a lot of the, lot of the older players, uh, they were already threatening to, to take him out. And, and that uh, team ends up play, placing third breakout, breakout performance by Luis Hernandez, right, where he normally wouldn't have probably even had a chance. Uh, just because they wanted the old cats, they were still around, and so it's it's like the last time. Wait, so are you giving Borda props for that, but not giving Bielsa props for giving doing the same damn thing? Right? I'm I'm talking about how it's. No, we're talking about the national team now, and how. Yeah, it is the national team. So Borda, he played it with the young guys. He gave him the confidence. He then quote unquote find them, but he delivered results. So you gave him his yeah. props. Which is the same thing Bielsa did over I, I am giving Bielsa props. I'm just saying he didn't find those like guys. I'm saying those guys were there. They were all gonna. They were all gonna do good. Bielsa uh, debuted in a good Yes, I would agree that, that he made good. That comes down to the coach. I don't know why you're under no, the assumption that they're gonna do good regardless of who it's, came in. It's it. Players that are like at that level, like like Messi, like Messi for example, even Ronaldinho, you think he wasn't gonna? Oh, we're not saying that. Do what he did, even had he stayed at like let's say Gremio. What we're we're saying is like that's not a Messi, that's not a an elite player, but he got the best out of Gary Mendel, Uh, you know, Vidal, and then Aragis. Aranguis, you know, like they were. He's a really good player, man. They weren't like at Messi's oh, level where you're like, wow, this guy's like a, a legend of Chile. Like, I wouldn't say world class, but Alexis they were still at, at a very good yeah, level. Alexis Sanchez. Alexis, a lot of no, those guys are at a Alexis very Sanchez high level. The best out of all of them. I saw him play live. And hey, but what, what, what are you guys arguing? Like, all right, are you, do, you, show, do you guys want this? These guys, do you guys want this guy as the head of player development and selection, or as a coach? Because as a coach, if you look at his results, he hasn't won anything. Yeah. I want to. He said it himself. Yeah. I gave. I said this when before they appointed the coach. I wanted him to come in, set everything up, have Jimmy or Rafa, somebody as his assistant, and then once the results start going sour, because you know they'll go sour with them. When he, but he's already laid the foundation for everything else. You fire him, and then you have the Mexican take over. That wouldn't happen in Mexico. You, you're, 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 uh, ex- 
you're it's happened everywhere else. You're comparing everywhere else he goes, he comes in, he puts in the foundation, they take him. How's that going for leagues? How's that going for Marcial? Yeah, that's what I was trying to tell him. Look, like look, once he leaves, a lot of that shit like just withers out. I mean, you like think he, it was like that, that they would have kept it. It's not like you can uh, all of a sudden not know what he was doing. Like he, he like he gets credit. All right, I get what you guys are saying. He he I'm not gonna say I'm not going gonna go as far as you guys and say he molds and creates these players out of out of the blue and he yeah, he's kind of really saying he he I'll, I'll give you this he knows how to pick them if anything yes he knows how to pick them but as a coach I would say he's a fraud he had the best Argentina generation <laughs> ever, and he didn't do it he got eliminated in the first round if I'm not if I'm, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, no, you, you are not mistaken. Failed. He, he's one of those guys that just can't get out of his out of his own way. Um, yeah, you know, you see it on you see you see what happened at you know Leeds United, right? Like he had that like what was like an hour long press conference when they accused him of spying. He's like he broke down every single team's like playbook. And uh, you know the the staff weren't really happy with that. Like they just felt like it was unnecessary what he did. But you know this this, this guy, you, you got to give him credit as far as de- genius d- developing. You know players and having systems and pl- you know like this dude can imagine him overseeing our all our youth development from you know thirteen all the way up to the first team. Like we would be seeing a lot more debuts. We'd be seeing players. He's a mad genius, man. He, but he wouldn't do that. You would see players leapfrogging from you know under twenty all the way up to the senior team. You know, like why would you waste? I don't time? know about that, Jaime. I don't know about that. Maybe you would see them debuting for the national team, not so much the the their club team, and that's been the problem. And and Mexico has already had good success at the youth level. Those players then go away because when, once they get to, once they're back at their clubs, they're not getting that, you know, they're not getting shown that respect. So I mean, we kind of saw that already, even even during the when Nestor was there and the way he set up, he set up the whole youth thing, and it was and he was talking about it in one of the podcasts how they made a commission of the top scouts in Mex, not the top scouts like the top like the youth. Youth coaches and Mex from like Pachuca, from from other teams with with the, with the better canteras, and they would meet like once a month, every now and then, to talk about like player development and who who was doing what, and they were choosing their teams like that, and that's when they end up winning uh, under 17. They win Tulum, they win the Olympics, and it's very successful. And it sucks that once uh, Nestor left, like you didn't need him there once. You saw what's working. You could keep it. Uh, they just did away with it. Whoever came in. Wait, said, Joel, I'm going to call you on your shit. double standards again. What you double standards? You criticize Marcelo Viesa <laughs> that when he leaves, it turns into a shit show. And, yeah. you know, he, he leaves a fire behind him. But when Nestor de la Torre does it, oh, no, it's because they didn't continue his work. Like they showed up, he laid the because foundation. because Why it's not with different I and they because it's like Nestor and someone could just say ah fuck this guy, but this is Bielsa you're it's talking about. Like we're we're, all, we're, all, we're all recognized. No, it's like if you work at a restaurant and Colonel Sanders gets there and gives you the 
the recipe for the 13 spices. And then you just, once he leaves, you're like, I don't really need this shit. And you start doing whatever crap. Do you know what I mean? This is like a known dude told you what to do. And then you were like, yeah, I don't need this shit. I'm going to do my, you know, I'm going to do my secret recipe. So who's that and, blame, the colonel or me? You. Okay, so why are you blaming Marcelo Viesa that when he leaves, everything goes down to shitter? Apparently, they then follow the recipe. Well, because part of, it's part of like how he is, where like his secrecy and shit like that. Mm, sounds uh, like hey, this man no, stole your not, girlfriend like twenty years ago. No, it's it's sort of like what they do, and it's like they come in, and then they're like they put all their staff, you know, and then they're doing everything, and then they don't allow other people to do stuff. And then when they leave it, you know, I take my ball and I'm gone. Sort of like that. That's kind of similar. Hey, cool. Like, I, I got something to say about it. I, I seen this interview on uh, on YouTube. The These Argentines were talking about how Vielsa almost went to Chivas, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And they were talking about how he had a meeting with, like, the late owner and everything, and it was pretty much yeah. all agreed on. Mm-hmm. And the, own, the guy, the Vergara, the Ponzi scheme owner, he uh, he pretty much uh, nick, nicked it at the bud as, as soon as Bielsa said, I don't want you involved. Yeah, he said, yes. the only time it I want to see you is is when uh, you sign my contract and when you fire me. Yes, and that, that was confirmed by the guy that was the, the GM at the time. He did a, a podcast with Medrano, and he, talked to, he was at the meeting, and exactly like Jaime said, and and Vergara tells him he's like you know what it's not gonna work he's it's like, not gonna work between yeah. us is it and he's like nope <laughs> and he's like and oh, that, that would happen if he came to Mexico how many people yeah. would be in his ear like that that's why it would never work yeah, yeah well pretty much you imagine Biesla, you know you imagine like you know the media trying to impose players on Biesla imagine imagine the outrage the, I don't think they would but but to me it would be like. It would be more of like um, if FMF told him, do this for us. Like you're building the system for us, not we're using your system. You know what I mean? We're using your system while you're here or your people's here, but you're doing something for us. But as much as I like it, I think Mex has been successful at doing it. We've just not been successful at following up when we don't get it right. Say every other cycle is like a whole new group of people comes in and they want to do their own shit. I remember Biesla, like, he joined, a, was it Lille? It was, it was, like, one of those French teams. And it was. he, like, left after a couple months, right? Like, Yeah, Biesla is a uh, soccer autist, right? He's soccer rain man. Uh, he, <laughs> yeah. he, he operates on Biesla time. He oper- just don't let him do his thing in the background. He's too autistic to be able to, you know, manage a team and it fizzles out. But if in the perfect world, there's a there's a role or there's a place where he lays a foundation and, uh, you know, Mexico would be hands off. And I don't see it. But could you imagine a press conference him uh, with a uh, Faitelson or like a John Sutcliffe, like throwing answers or like some random like uh, uh, Mexico City uh, journalist? It, it would be the most awkward exchange, right? It just wouldn't. It wouldn't and, work, and, but yeah, a couple things. Just wanted to chime in. Great podcast, 
I was so you guys combined KFC and the midget Calavision uh, wrestling uh, combo. It's fucking great. Uh, making my drive a little bit easier here, which I must say, I, I think KFC is probably the best of the fast food fried chickens. I know people talk of Popeyes and churches. I don't know what you guys think, but uh, uh, that is the best. One thing I wanted to leave here, uh, not to stir the pot. I think there was a there was a video in the group chat. I'm not sure who linked it regarding uh, uh, some YouTuber, maybe an influencer, soccer, one of those one of those folks talking about how Mexico, for the size of its country and uh, obsession, quote unquote, with soccer, is quote unquote terrible at soccer. Um, don't know if you guys have that video. If it was like, or if it was just some random like clickbait video, or what your thoughts on on that. But uh, yeah, man, great episode. Making me hungry. Might have to go pull up some more uh, Galavision. Uh, some nostalgia there. I think uh, Popeyes has the best chicken sandwich, but I prefer the fried chicken at KFC. That's right. Original recipe, right? As, yeah, and I think Habibi is the one that posted that video. Like, oh, I can't believe for... Uh, I've never seen a country as passionate about soccer that sucks so bad at it. And like, dude, I it's a hard truth, but I admit it, man. Like, it's pretty pathetic that we haven't been able to, pre- haven't been able to to like, like I understand how hard it is to win a World Cup, right? But at least like get into the top eight or in, into, or, or, like, so bad. why can't we pull off like a like a Morocco, a Turkey, a, a you know why can't we why why can't we do that? Like we should be able to do that sometimes, once in a while. Sometimes that's just luck, you know. The ball just bounces the right way for you, but. Look, I, I could accept they should be better than they are. Then they are so bad. Come on, dude, so bad, there wouldn't be any results. So he, dude did exaggerate. He was clearly trolling, just going for the clicks. Because, no, you know, no, Argentines have done that even from the TV show. They've done it in the past where they'll, they'll talk shit because they know that, like, the Mexi audience are going to be all over it. And they're getting the ratings. That, that to me, that's what it was. No, but even like, like these results you're talking about, even these good results you're talking about, eventually they become mediocre. So, for example, oh. like, no, no, for you, like you say, if we were that terrible, would we a make cool the round of 16? Would we make the round of 16 so many times, so many consecutive World Cups? But tying into Jaime's point, it kind of gets to the moment where you're like, Guys, we've made the round of 16 for the last, what, eight, nine, ten times, and we can't make it past that once? Well, like Morocco, Turkey, like all Greece, Croatia. all these countries are going to Croatia. Like, we can't, like, just once move, like, but, one step further. But look at the so upside of that. that. That's the point the guy was trying to make is, like, you guys that are obsessed with it. No, he said so bad. Your that was He said so bad. With it. Even, uh, I can't. My apologies, I can't remember his name. Uh, the guy who was on the podcast last week, it, it's not even like winning the World Cup. It's like he mentioned, even like producing middle-level players. We're not talking about producing the next Hugo Sanchez, Rafa Marquez. We're just talking about like producing middle-level players that could hang. Like a Guardado, right? Yeah, like a Guardado, like, you know, like that. Can go to Europe and be with Betis, uh, whatever, like just middle-of-the-table teams. And, you know, just be there consistently. We can't even produce, like, and as much as you guys, oh, why do they have to go to Europe? We're going to say Mexico. 
because that's where the elite game is played. We can't even produce like 11 guys to consistently see minutes season in, season out with middle of the table teams. So, yeah, yes, that's I not do, so bad. That guy, like <laughs> that guy said, he didn't, and he never said they sucked that bad. That's just us adding it in. But he said that. No, he said it. He said, he said so too bad. That's true. He's so 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 it's not. Come on, you can say they could be better. Las palabras, not, las palabras fueron tan malos. Tan yes, malos. exactly. For Which the is an exaggeration. That gets the an exaggeration. Money that the Federación puts into it, that Mexico consumes the amount of soccer Mexico consumes for having a strong league. Let's be honest. Brazilian, Argentinian, and Mexican league are like the top three leagues of North and South America. Uh, for having a top league and everything else that comes with it, for being the kings of CONCACAF, for not having like some significant, uh, what's the word, um, consistency, for not having consistency as far as, and like surpassing that consistency is very disappointing. Well, they do have consistency, but they haven't been Yeah, where it becomes mediocre. So you have consistency where it's not mediocre, dude. It's hard. Are it's the, hard to say. Hiring to reach the fifth game is mediocre. Knowing, like, if, you know, when you first start out, when you know when Mexico would finish you, last in the World Cup, and then you can, then you start making it out your group. Oh, that's great. But dude, you're, but then you're talking you about a tournament that's every get, four years. You can't get past that. that. That's what makes it even more difficult. It's every four years. So it's other hard. It's not like it's being played every year. Other countries. Yeah, but some country will do it and then disappear, like Costa Rica. And a lot of these countries, they'll do it once and then that's it. You don't hear about them. They'll miss three World Cups in a row. Okay. So going with your point. That's 12 so years, Costa dude. Rica, that's like a whole lifetime. Costa Rica, they, they, were, they don't going, even make it to the World Cup for 12 point. years. Go, going to your point. Costa Rica. They were Peru missed it for 30 years. They were close 30 years, to making dude. the semifinal World Cup, but they didn't. And then according yeah. to you, they disappeared. That was 2014 yeah, World, World Cup. Cup. Yes. Since yeah. that 2014 World Cup, what has Mexico done outside of winning the Gold Cup better than Costa Rica? Nothing. Oh, you, They're you're, literally you're the not same. Costa would, Rica would you rather, would you rather Mexico had Costa Rica success? After 2014, then? What I'm saying is that... No, we, I, know, I know what you're saying, but I'm no, asking you... I'm saying that if Mexico made a semi-final of a World Cup and then they fall off for the following cycle or whatever, that's fine. It's normal. But they're content in the mediocre of their comfort zone, which is making well, I think they're content. Making it out of the group is Mexico's comfort level. It is, no, I don't, I don't, to give them something to look forward to. But it's every four years, dude. It, it makes it difficult, man. Very, it's extremely Mira. difficult. And, Mira, and no, wait, just let me, wait, let me just finish real quick, Habibi. It's, and then football's gotten way more difficult. Way more, because it's 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 a very globalized Other game. Other nations you are just, doing it. You way. just need... You Morocco did it. Now. Morocco it's just did it, dude. Morocco did it. Croatia. Okay, did but it. let's see. Let's see what they do in the next twenty years. Let's see. It doesn't do matter, bro. Everyone's, everyone's going to be talking because most likely what happened. Everybody's going to be talking about that Morocco. 
No, people are going to forget. Just like people forgot about South Korea and people dude, forgot people about people don't about forget about how do they forget it? Yes, they do, man. People do not forget well, about these. But I'm not, it's my job to know that shit, right? That's <laughs> No, I'm just saying, I'm like, average, I'm talking about the average fan. I know, but like, fan, don't forget. Not gonna see, give a fuck. You see, like, Korea, you see Turkey, you see, like, Croatia, you know, back in '98. Like, you see these countries see, that, like, Saint Nicole, Saint Nicole in, in '02. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, why can't Mexico do that? That's what that's that's my argument. It's well, like, sometimes it's just luck. The bunch is not It's not my the group. I mean, it is, it is. It's these small tournaments because it's not like you say Mexico has gone and they get outplayed. Most of these matches have been very like when they they lose to Bulgaria and they lost on penalties. You know, some of these games have been pretty close. I don't know, man. Um, There's no need no, to apologize. Look at the game for... against Germany. Look at the game against Germany in '86 in Monterrey. The it was a clear picture. penalty, not calling no, over the bigger picture. You're and the, the game ends up going into penalties. No, the bigger picture is that you haven't been able to build on anything. Nope. Well, in fact, okay. we've gone, it's, it's, it's we've right. gone backwards. We've it gone backwards. You think Croatia, Morocco, and keep in mind, Croatia almost made like back-to-back World Cup finals. Like, you seriously, you think that Croatia, Morocco, and those countries have a stronger domestic league than Liga Mekis? No. Do you think they have a stronger national team as a brand than Mexico? No. You think they have a bigger population than Mexico? No. Well, Chris is different. Mexico it's hard has to compare. All the right things. Mexico has all the right things. We have all the right things, but we're doing really, them in the wrong way. Some of that's these, the problem. Some of these that's comparisons. That's what the guy was saying, and that's what I agree no, with. Him. He, no, he's saying that. He's just attaching to mira, that. No me dejaron terminar. I got interrupted before I could even finish. ¿Qué pedo, güey? ¿Estás diciendo? Sí, güey. Que a todos les sale un pedo mojado, ¿verdad? A todos les sale un pedo mojado y de vez en cuando you ball out. Here's the last point. Here's the last point. My last point. It comes down to players because he was talking about like Brazil, Argentina, but the amount of players they have playing, it's insane. Just like on the Argentina league alone, there's like 300. We're not talking about them. We're talking about Morocco and fucking all these. No, no, but I'm I'm making I'm making a point because you guys talking about what can makes produce players or send players to Europe or have players. That's a big reason because if you see, like for every one Argentine that's like in a starter in a top Euro team. There's like over 200 that suck balls and now they're playing in some, you know, third rate league somewhere, you know, some Islas Caicos or whatever. And the same with Brazil, but but see, they, across the board, if you see all their leagues, they, the amount of players they have, it's insane. Mex just doesn't have that. There's very little players in first division. And then when you go down the smaller divisions where aren't even that competitive. And so that's that's been a big problem so like with, when you see like Brazil, they just dude the amount of local talent they have playing day in day out is insane. We're not talking about those countries. Though. Yeah, yeah, fascinating. No, I know we're not, but I'm saying it because I'm saying Max just doesn't have that many teams or or that many players playing. And when I say, you know what, if you could play in MLS, take it because that means Are more spots. You guys complain. Soccer resources to be a better team. No, they lack yes. more teams playing. More teams playing, like when. Yeah, so they so like, like, teams, like really quick. No, they don't like the. 
it's not that they lack it, it's that they impose those rules. Like when you say you could have 11 foreigners. Okay, but as a result so like, of like, those rules, are you saying that Mexico lacks the resources of more soccer No, it's not like the resources. They, okay, they the don't give the opportunities to the, they, they take away the, That's what you're saying, right? Okay. More players yeah, playing. Look, here's what's happening. Y como dijo el chavo, how is it that for the country son tan malos? Simply. Primero, tenemos muchos extranjeros en nuestra liga. ¿Verdad? No estamos creciendo el deporte internamente. Segundo, cerramos la liga. Entonces, la competencia interna ya no existe. Tercero, dejamos de jugar contra equipos más poderosos que nosotros en Comebol. Y la otra es que tenemos un mercado interno muy fuerte mm. y no vendemos al extranjero. Vendemos entre nosotros yep. y compramos de Sudamérica. Esos son los tres problemas y eso es lo que está pasando en México, ¿verdad? Porque antes cuando era una liga de ascenso y descenso, los jóvenes se formaban en descenso y había un poquito más de competencia porque chance era que, te, que subías. ¿Verdad? O que te veía alguien y ahí te, veía, y ahí te ibas. So, ahí estaba esa competencia interna, teníamos las copas, teníamos, teníamos todo eso. Luego, teníamos menos extranjeros, entonces, pues, chingases, tienes que hacer más. Luego, la otra cosa es lo que hablamos hace rato, la mentalidad mexicana de Alexis Vega, que dijo, ¿por qué chingados me voy a romper el lomo por seis meses por un trabajo a lo mejor cuando le das esa oportunidad a un argentino o un brasileño? Y como si nada, recogen todo y se van. Hasta dejan al hijo y la esposa. Se chingó. ¿Verdad? Esa es la diferencia. So Eso es lo que México no está haciendo bien. Wait, 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 wait. I just want to add something <laughs> to that. Uh, uh, wait, you, my um, man just dropped it off. Your best response is Cruz Come on now. No, oh, this is the same guy that said that the MLS is, that Mexico should prioritize, prioritize MLS instead of the South American tournaments he just mentioned. No, no, dije, oh, no, ya nos chingamos. About. No, no, dije, dije nos <laughs> chingamos y tenemos que hacer lo mejor de lo que tenemos. But when you said that the, 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 like the, the contract that Alexis was offered, that, that the Brazilian would take it, because, but not, not every Brazilian, just because they have so many players, that the ones that are making ass, of course they're going to take it, because they have a lot of them that leave for peanuts, and they have a lot that leave for a lot of money. But, but see, they have that. They got like that amount of players playing. Same like Uruguay, their league is ass, but it's filled with Uruguayos. No, because so, the difference they, is the mentality. They see it as a stepping stone mm -hmm. versus Alexis. Oh, yeah. Alexis sees it as but, a but like I'm saying, like if, No, but see, you got Brazilians in Brazil that are making good money. They're not going to leave in a, for a shitty contract. And the other difference is like we just don't hear the, about it, but like the people they, they who are they true. don't just leave. Pero la otra cosa, güey, es los que quieren en realidad triunfar are, are the ones who are willing to take a step back to move forward. ¿verdad? No, of, of so, course. Okay, but, but está bueno. Me voy para allá. Es un es un contrato más chico o es un temp space. Pero sabes que la rompo y ahí estoy. Pero no, ¿verdad? Son las comodidades de poder estar en casa. And y lo entiendo, that, pues no hay contrat, pedo, pero... With that contrato más chico, man, that's also rich people problems. Because contrato más chico, now all of a sudden you have to drop down to $60,000 a month, $80,000 a month. Let's not pretend like these guys, you know, they're being asked to take a $5,000 a month contract. 
Exactly. I don't know about I don't know about sixty or eighty, man. Some of these guys, I don't think, make that to that extent. That's a lot, especially in My South guy, America. If Chicharito was getting paid like two hundred fifty a week, man, in Mexico. If Chicharito was getting no, paid two fifty a week at United, you don't think that Alexis from Wolves would get at least fifty a month? Yeah, he, no, he, I'm talking he, about what they're getting in South America. But but like if uh, Alexis would like. Like um, what's his I'm name? Just JJ. Not the he, he didn't get paid shit. He, no, but you're not getting sixty thousand a month easily. Yeah, I don't know. So about what that, you guys man. are saying is uh, I don't know about that, bro. Player, I think it's way less. So no what you guys way. are saying is that every Mexican player took a pay cut and they went over there. They'd be elite for for some reason. Is that what you're saying? He's, no, I'm not saying, saying they'd be still elite. Have you know what? The sacrifice that people talk about. You know what? Here's what I'll say. Vega is not that big of a sacrifice. Here's look, what I'm saying. Uh, You'll get a different level you, of experience. Because look, you you tweet you sh- you shared that picture of Hendrix. Do you think Madrid offered ten thousand dollars for that guy, or or a hundred thousand? What was the going rate for like a a bottom of the barrel Mexican player? Like what what, what Vega got offered? Like they offered the money for him because they know he's good. No one's no one's trying to take the, these Mexican guys because they know they're not good. That's the point. That's no, why Mexico's not elite. But I'm not disagreeing Look, with you. I, if Look, anything, that ties into the argument of the original conversation. For as much emphasis that Mexico puts into soccer, how come you can't even have your brand be respected worldwide? As see, see that, as, like, that's the problem. Players? So this is what I wanted to malos, mention. Son tan malos. This is what I wanted to mention. You guys are always comparing the success stories, which are less than a hand for you in Mexico. Yes. Chicharito, part, I, I'm not even going to, I know you guys love the guy, but I wouldn't even say he's, I wouldn't even compare him to, to Hugo or Marquez. Like after, he's, he's, after he's the, number three after, after those two. He's, he's he three, played Madrid, United, he's he played three, but UCL Those final. two guys are a step, a step oh, above. Oh no, yeah, for sure. That, that's what I'm trying to say. But you guys are comparing the success stories, but like Joel said, the rest of these guys, they're just not that. It's stop comparing Chichat these other guys and ex- expecting them to be that when they go over there. That's no, why never it's tied, it's tied to the point of the original conversation. Like you said, it these guys are not that good. And the original conversation let's, was let's talk why about are these guys um, not that good. Joel disagrees. Joel says that Mexican players are better than what people are saying. I disagree yes. because the results, the results. Don't speak for itself. What what's the best? What's our ceiling of the sixth game, making semifinals? Well, because now you're using the World Cup to just a bar. It's 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 what a mixed bag, so it's hard. What, it's... Win five consecutive Gold Cups. No, I mean, like, but the World Cup is every four I mean, years, and it's, we're, we're it's not, so many variables I mean, there. Copa America like this one because being in the U.S. But I mean, that's what you. That's the golden standard, the World Cup. What else are we yes, supposed to even, do? A win 10 U-17 World Cups? Yes, yeah. but they, they've gone I mean, a long like, way. Makes, it makes you to go to the World Cup and get their asses handed to them. To, they could go to a World Cup and the they could World be Cup's Germany. The they could hold Italy like, to a drug. They, they, it's like a bodybuilder. It's like if he goes to Mr. Olympia, you know, that's the biggest stage. That's where you're going to see if he's made progress. Not because not he won his local high school competition. The World Cup is the Mr. Olympia, is the pinnacle of soccer. So if you yes, can't make, if you can't make any progression 
through the last 20, 30, 40 years, while other teams with less soccer resources, we're not talking about real-world resources, soccer resources are getting better results than you, then obviously, like Abdiya said, you're not using them properly. You're doing but there's been progression. Wrong. It's just not the progression well, you want. It, can you guys name me the team that's been... Uh, I'm not saying I agree with Joel or agreeing with you guys, but can you guys name me a team that's been as consistent as Mexico? Can, can you call it consistently to, mediocre all the big, or whatever all you the want. Big, all the, Except the big ones. Yeah, you kind of, you don't really see it. No, the only consistent one, and it is the big one, is Brazil. Brazil, oh, You had to go, that's my point. You had to go to yes. the extreme example. And Mexico's problem, that, that what that guy did, is very unfair. Because he's trying to compare Argentina. He's saying Mexico isn't shit because he's comparing it to Argentina. And Mexico fans do that too. Mexico yeah, needs to try to, to emulate the, the bigger teams. Mexico needs to stop trying to be those teams. If anything, no, I'm not comparing those teams. No, you you compare, question, you're comparing the results. You, no, you ask what team has shown that consistency. Uh huh. You know, the, in the last whatever eight, nine World Cups, besides this last one, the teams that made it the most out of their group were Mexico and Brazil. That was a fact. That's a straight up Germany fact. up until they fell. And, and where's, where's Costa Rica been? But it, okay, it goes to this point. Okay, Costa Rica fell off. Look at Spain. Spain won the World Cup in 2010, and then the three following World Cups, they have an ass cheeks. Would in the ideal world, do you want to win the World Cup and show out every other edition and like be a top dog? Yes. But if you were to ask people in Spain, will you trade winning that World Cup in 2010? For being more consistent in the last four years, they would tell you hell no. Or, or so, with Mexico, so what would be an acceptable result for you then? 2014. What would Mexico, be an acceptable result? Are you playing with this point, Habibi? Are you saying Costa you're happy Rica, with one World Cup and then Mexico back to And then you tell me the next year you get knocked out <laughs> in the group stage? Okay, so... So what would be an acceptable, realistic result for Mexico? But, then? Wait, first, Spain, Mira, Spain's a bad Mira, example because historically Spain has not been one of the top teams. If they you won look, a look at the World Cup results, historically they're not. They haven't been. They just lucked out because they had a really good generation with all those players from Barca and Real Madrid. Hey, but they, they got a chip. It did. It did. But I mean, it's it's rare to now get you're those knocking that they got a chip, but they weren't consistent. They got a chip. That's all that matters. So, so for so, example, what is uh? I'm looking at like the the last I don't know decade or so winners and runners up of the World Cup. One team that stands out to me that maybe they haven't won every single fucking time, but France. France has been a runner up. Or a champion in the in the last I don't know let's see since ninety eight they so missed yeah, ninety four ninety eight to win what are they doing correct Jeez. is is their Jeez. league light years ahead of like the Mexican league um, still in African talent yeah the racial integration <laughs> theory that I have Todo lo que voy a no, decir, güey, es chinga tu madre por venir al fin del show a, a patear al Hornets Nest. ¿Ok? Chinga tu madre. A la próxima ven al principio. Porque no mames, güey. Right. Yeah, dude. Y ya todos nos calentamos. Pero otra vez, para entrar a Closing Thoughts, 
Mira, el pollo, sí, güey, está mejor el de KFC que me das el extra crispy. Pero el Cajun Sparkle de, de Popeyes está a toda madre. ¿Verdad? So, ahí cada quien. ¿Verdad? El Racing Canes, pues ahí. ¿Quién sabe? Pero lo que yo digo es... ¿Sabes qué, güey? Con que pierda la América me vale verga. Y soy seguro que León Always va a hacer lo que necesitamos. ¿Sabes qué? Es lo más pensando, okay, let, pensando let de los más him. insolentes y a quién me gustaría Big, ver que le metan un putazo en la boca. Es el América, güey. Because it won't be your team. You're at home, buddy. Es el América. Pero no hay pedo. Verdad, ya sé que te duele. Pero mira, más que nada, lo más importante que tengo que decir. Y otra vez, otra vez, estoy aquí para darle cultura a la gente para que puedan aprender y ser mejores. Si descargan la aplicación de Pluto, hay, un, hay una estación ahí de la AAA, puro pinche old school, Galavision Wrestling, todo el día, toda la noche. Go ahead, guys. Like, I'm, I literally have it on for background noise porque, pues, las pendejadas que están diciendo, pues, mejor miro esto. Is Magadán is narrating? Oh, man. Abdias, thank you for joining us tonight. We were supposed to have closing thoughts, like, I don't know, like an hour ago almost feels like now. But uh, <laughs> uh, who wants to go next? I'll go, man. Uh, um, hopefully, you guys had an excellent Thanksgiving. I don't know if you guys celebrate that, because I know some of you guys. I don't know if all of you guys are are woke or like ravioli. You're like in the <laughs> LGBTQ apologists and all that stuff. I don't know. You guys can do it, whatever floats your boat or makes you happy. But regarding that 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 conversation you guys were having, not not the fried chicken, because I don't I don't really eat fast food like that. Except, but there is like down here in Houston, there's like a, there's like a black lady that has something, Mama's Cafe or some shit like that, and she sells fried chicken. Is is she's like a little business, and that's pretty. That's some pretty good stuff if you're down here in Houston. But Mexico, I'll keep saying this, man. If any, Chile was uh, brought up a bunch of times today, and if anything, I think that's what Mexico should try to emulate. Because event, because Mex, because those guys, they don't have what Mex. They're kind of similar to Mexico in ways, skin tone, height. But what those guys have that Mexico doesn't is talent. I don't know where I don't. <laughs> maybe it's the conmebol con connection that they have right. They're right there, so they get a duke it out with those guys and they get experience. That maybe that's what it is. Cause what, like, what, what would you guys say if you saw like uh, Alexis Sanchez and uh, Alexis Vega? Regard, besides knowing that that guy's clearly the the biggest fraud ever and the biggest drunk ever, and you guys hyped him up. If you guys just seen him walking down the street, and both those guys t and someone walked up to you and told you, "Hey, both of those guys are soccer players," what would you think? They're, they're probably the same race, right? Or from the same place? You're losing me, way. That's a lot of players that you saw them. You wouldn't. He's you wouldn't guess they, they both look like beaners. Yeah, pretty much. What well, well, Ravioli <laughs> just said, like they're brown, just like Mexicans. So, what, what would be the difference, man? I know they they got a whole bunch of good stuff they got going on over there, but 
in that point, I do agree with Ravioli. I mean, Mexico, I don't know what's going on, man. They like, do players. They, they, there's very little players. Look, come, that's, see, that's the thing I'm trying to tell you guys. Those leagues are filled with local talent. With a wide league, that some of the stadiums are shit. They're made out of wood. But you're going to see in the field 11 Uruguayos versus 11 Uruguayos. Oh, and, day in, day and, out, and year the... in, day out. So that's, that helps in development. Mex could have could have beat their youth team right at, at the under 15, at the under 17, but the Uruguayo kids return to Uruguay and, and go straight to the first team. And, and in two, three years, they're way better than the Mexican players that outplayed them. And they're in the they're riding pine for three years. That's that's kind of what's going on. Where and it's the the whole league that shot itself in the foot. Well, shot the national team in the foot by saying we're bringing in all these foreigners now. I was trying to make the point with Argentina, where it's like a team can have five foreigners, but only three are allowed to play. Only three can play in the field. So even those foreigners are forced to even be better than each other because they're they're pretty much competing with each other at that point. And Max, you don't have that. They, you know, and it's it's part of the corruption because it's the, you know, the the how they launder money. So they have all these players, and you could be asked, and it doesn't matter. They're gonna sell you to some team somewhere for triple the price, and that's what you needed. That's what the club needed, and now they have money to, to you know, for for whatever they wanted it for. But not having those players makes makes how many in in the first division like. Uh, there's like, I think last time I checked, it was like 120. 120 pro players. Argentina, I think it was like a 300. Dude, it's, <laughs> come on, man. It's, it's, it's right there. It's the numbers. Because I, I, to, to my thinking, we could have more Chicharitos, more Pavel Pardos, more players of that caliber. We, Mex can produce more of those type of players, but they're just not. And to me, part of it is they're just not there to go around. And, and with, with the increase in foreigners, and, and I've used this story a lot with uh, Ramon Moncho Morales. Chivas brought him from Monterrey. He ends up becoming a really good player. And when you see Chivas now, they can't take seasons without getting players because they can't, there's not that many players and the few there are, are, are being sold for like four times the price. But to me, the, there should be more players like Moncho and, and players like that um, you know, uh, like, uh, what was his name? Hermoso that maybe took him longer. Kikin was another one, right? That they, they find them in second division and, and they put, but once, once they go up to all those foreigners, a lot of those players just disappeared. Even players that could have been good. In Mexico, we have a lot of late bloomers because it took them so long to get their debut and it took them a couple of teams to, to finally get some opportunities to play. So it's like yeah. all all we need to do is just move that to the you know, like instead of having this debacle of you know having their young their stride at twenty seven, we sh we should just start throwing them into the Lions at sixteen seventeen man like we should just do that. Yeah, well, the know, foreigners, they also get, get rid of. It's not as terrible as Joel is making this sound because look, this is from it is. Market. Look, my guy, this is from transfer market. Uruguay, Uruguay has 16 teams, 460 professionals, 
and only 62 are foreigners. So 13.5% of the total makeup are only foreigners. So that goes with your point right there. But if you look at Liga Mekis, 451 players, 151 are foreigners, so 33%. You still have the 77% of the rest of the players in Liga Mekis are Mexican. Yes, but the starters are all the foreigners. But you have 77% are Mexican, so it's not like it sounds like, you know, only like... I don't know if I want to go off the transfer market. I'll go with medio, cierto, before what the is, trans- uh, transfer market. What is it for the EPL? <laughs> Just curious. Uh, give me a second, I gotta search it. Just really quick, from when Mex had their limit, their like five-player, five-pointer limit, you could go back and you could just check who were like the top goal scorers and you will see a bunch of Mexicans competing for the title compared to more recent years where there's like oh, one yeah. guy. The Premier that... League, that's where it's crazy. Mm-hmm. 554 players overall, 380 are foreigners. So 68%. 68% of the players are foreign. And you could argue that England's had their best strides in European football, in, Euro- in international football. In these yeah, last to go to go against Coel, it's like he said that you know Liga Mex. Well, they're not playing; the foreigners are playing. Hey, and England, the foreigners are playing yeah. too. But the English but, but ones England are, are second, third, are really good. Yeah, yeah, but the English second, third, and fourth division are way better than what Mexico has. So then that's even more players that they have there. Yeah, but none of those players play for the. I mean, only uh, Phillips, I think, was like the only player in recent times that was playing in the championship and getting called up for the English national team. Like, it just doesn't happen. No, but I mean, for youth. Like, if you're a youth player, you you could be playing in, in those divisions and then eventually make it to a first, be sold to a first I'm, I'm division. I'm just saying, team. it's not as bad as you're making it out to be. 77% of Liga Mekis players are not foreigners. So they're definitely getting opportunities as far as slot-wise, as far as roster. No, I, I, I had taken from a Mex source. But uh, but those I numbers, they, those numbers, those they don't specify which position. And I think Mexico in the last in these last years has been, if anything, the position they've produced the most, probably midfield. You guys agree, right? Midfield. Yeah. Maybe maybe center back uh, at a very low quality. We got but a lot of midfielders. Four, yeah, a lot of those foreigners. Are taking up the goalkeeper position, striker <clears throat> position, and would you guys agree like the the fullbacks maybe? And that's where exactly where Mexico is struggling the most at producing. Definitely strikers yeah. and goalies for sure. No, Mexico is struggling with everything. But Joel, I just want to bring up one more thing. You said you don't trust transfer market, but at the same time. You love and idolize Ricardo Pelas, who try to do his signings through transfer market. <laughs> so, he never mentioned transfer market. Guy? He didn't mention transfer market. People just that was the media that said he was going off a transfer. I mean, it was pretty market. obvious he, he was. Said, he said he no. Went he off said a he said it in website that gives you player value. No, I don't think I don't think it was. He checked his sources, his sources being fucking transfer market because the quote that he, you know, because it was when they were trying to buy um, Brandon Vasquez, right? And they're like, oh, uh, sources say 500K. And they asked for 5 million. I'm like, dude, he wasn't worth 500K. 
Only transfer market. He had, was asked had a... about this later. I, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not gonna defend him. I, he 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 talks about this because they they asked him about this. I don't really remember, but I and mm. I, I know he said he had they had like three, but I, just he never said transfer market. I he know that was just the media. Source that gave him a five hundred thousand value. Clearly, it was transfer market. Yeah, yeah. Um, Abel, Abel, my my final thought, man. I I, I got to throw in America here, man. Wait, sorry, hey, I gotta go. Uh, um, but but Chavos, I I gotta go. Sorry, sorry, guys. All right, all man. Right. All right. Uh, the the recent news, um, uh, um, the 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 they were talking about uh, Chiquito Sanchez and Omar. They pretty much assured Omar Campos. I don't really rate him like that. Is going to America. Well, what do you guys think about that? Well, Pachuca wanted what ten million for Chiquito Sanchez, which basically, um, you might as well dig his grave because he won't be leaving Liga Mekis with that kind of evaluation. But I mean, you say that, but I don't think he had the type of market in Europe, man. He's a very short guy, and for that position, they're not going to be offering big money for him. Hey, man, he was that, able to score against Germany. I think anything's possible. Yeah, personally, I think that you have to choose a side and stick to it. What do you guys say? I can have your cake and eat it too. So either you want a strong domestic league where it's like the Premier League where, you know, these guys come up through Everton, Aston Villa, and then Manchester United, Arsenal City come in and buy them, or you export. Like, you can't do both. So if we want a strong domestic league and we want to be a fans of the league, then we kind of need to, you know, have banter and talk shit about the moves. But at the end of the day, it's the moves you want to happen. You want the bottom teams to produce these so, good talents and the top teams beef up with them. What you know, if choose it, their roster up? Would have it been? Would would you have liked him to go to Toulouse in France? Well, that's the thing. Like I said, you have to choose a side. You have to be, you got to choose a side that the league is there to benefit the national team, or you have to choose a side that the league is just there to be the league its own entertainment source. Personally, I'm more on the side of both. Like they leave Pachuca, these small bum ass teams, join a big team, prove their worth, and then if they want to go to Europe, go to Europe. I see. So tell me you're crying that he's not going to achieve us without telling me you're crying. No, I'm not crying. I think it's a good move. I mean, with it, it's like the Sendejas thing. Like I've said it before. I think the reason Sendejas wasn't that successful at uh, Chivas, maybe it was a little early. He wasn't ready. But most importantly, he didn't have big name foreigners taking pressure off him so he could develop. So I think a team like America for Sanchez or for Ocampo, who's less experienced, is a perfect move for him. You don't have your Quinones, your Heri Martins, your Casares, all these guys taking the pressure off you so you can show up, take your time, you know, learn the ropes, and then establish yourself, hit the, round, hit the ground running. As opposed to those two guys went to Chivas, now they're El Refuerzo Bomba, the ones who's going to change the La Cara de Chivas, 
el que va a ayudar a la 13, all of a sudden they have the pressure to make the team champs, as opposed when those guys join like Tigres, Monterrey, America, they're like an addition, they supplement the strong team that's already there, as opposed with Chivas are the savior. So if I'm thinking of what's the best interest of Mexican talent, definitely go to America or Tigres or Monterrey, where the foreigners can take some pressure off you. Hey, hey did you guys mention uh, uh, Chicharito being linked back to Chivas? Mm, no, we haven't brought it up. Um, thanks for bringing that up because... You know, it's uh, it's one of those things where it, it makes the most sense for both parties. They both need each other. And I I would not be opposed to that move. I'd rather him go to Chivas than go to another team in MLS or go to Saudi Arabia. Well, I'm going to say that one, Ricardo's a spreader of fake news. The guy just loves spreading fake news. He consumes fake news. Because he called me woke and who knows what else. The reason I oppose the Chicharito move, I think he's just too woke now, man. Like, I think he's the kind of guy that will show up, the results don't go the way, and instead of giving you a press conference of, you know, we need to improve in this and that, or whatever BS, he's going to tell you something about, well, the most important thing is not winning or losing. The most important thing is that we're humans and that we love each other, <laughs> and we're establishing friendships and relationships that last a lifetime amongst this, the soccer community in Guadalajara. But, you know, like that. Like, those are his answers now. Those are his interviews now. Like, that's not the guy I want, Whoa. man. You know what's sad? It's They're not even interviews, bro. No one's asking him. Literally, no one's asking him. He's just making his own content. Yeah, bro. It's just like, to me, he's too woke. Like he, I'm not. I don't think we're getting a soccer player. I think we're getting a life coach, and I don't need a life coach, man. I need some guy to score goals. He will score your, goals. Your coach did say he wants you guys to give the players love. So if that's not woke, I don't know what is. I yeah, everybody does that. Look, if I had to choose between. Nothing coming off the bench and Chicharito coming off the bench. Of course I want Chicharito. What the fuck? This dude can still score plenty of goals and he needs a team. And he's at the point of his career where this is his last chance, you know? So why not? But no, that's the thing, man. He's so woke that it's not a last chance to him. So that's not, all right. Like, the the, the whole look, groovy. His he he's a streamer now. He he has his 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 um platforms that he likes to you know give his own opinions and on like that's that's like you got to separate the art from the artist right like let him do whatever the fuck he, his circus show in fact that would be less pressure on chivas because all the fans will be fucking you know distracted with his off the you know off the pitch antics like i think it would be good for chivas to have him as kind of like the scapegoat and no, I'm just saying, like, I feel the hunger is not there no more. Dude, like, the I don't hunger think it's is there. Last, I don't think it's, a lo- like, a last chance. Like, he's like, oh, shit, you're going to need to play one more year so I can retire. I think, like, he would be indifferent if he plays another year or if he hangs up the boots. I think he's moved. You, you said art. I think he's moved on to a new art. I just don't think that hunger is there. Yeah. Can he score? Would I want him coming off the bench? Hell, yeah. But 
at the same time, uh, I don't know. I think like he's <clears throat> past the soccer player era. I, you know, he's one of those players that doesn't matter how old he is, he will always know how to posi- position himself for top ins. That's and, how we felt about Borghetti, my guy. And that, that is, and and Borghetti helped. You know, despite not having a huge role on the team, he was pivotal. Pit, pit, uh, I can't even say the word, but he was part of that team that that was in Libertadores and was going for everything at, at the same time. And he and Borghetti was the guy that said, "Hey, keep your eye out on this dude named Chicharito." Like, so I I think that he, I would like him on the team just because I know he'll score goals, and we need goals, and we don't have anybody else. Hey Jaime, if uh, if he if he produces, call revoke Ravioli's Chihermano card, okay? <laughs> no, that's hey, not hey, what I said. To hey, me, real like... quick, I know it's getting late. Real quick, because uh, I want you guys' opinion because it was brought up in a couple in a show in Picante a couple shows back. Do you guys, as Chihermanos, consider him a Chivas legend? And how and how why would you why would you consider him that if I, you do? No, he's not a legend. I would say he's like a hero. In in fact, when he left, that was the marketing like poster that they put. It's like leave as a hero, come back as a legend. But see, but they see, but they mentioned that Jaime. He did what he won. He didn't exactly win the title when he was with you guys. He didn't win he was anything. On the bench. So what is hero? I mean, okay. So this is what they were arguing. You, I'm just saying. Is Quadrado an America legend? Who? A hundred and a hundred goals. How's that not make you a legend? So he's and, America. And winning he's, a title. He's America legend, right? Who and, is? And being the main guy in the Quartemo title. Blanco. Oh. Despite only winning one title with America, and he was and he spearheaded that title. He so scored the, oh, during that, that one title. title he's like he wasn't riding the bench. Don't, don't, you're going to lose this argument because Chicharito didn't, didn't do any of that. Chicharito left too early, my guy. He didn't even have a chance. That's, to why, that. that's why I'm asking you. Don't, you're yeah. Chicharito, well, the only thing he, he accomplished with Chivas was he did win a goal goal title, like goals, top goal scoring title. But as far as like accomplishments at Chivas, like he didn't really have any. He didn't walk away with any silverware. But I mean, the, it depends on the definition of each person. I mean, some if I'm, some people call him a club legend because you know puso en alto el nombre de Chivas, and because of what he achieved in his career, that's a legend. I mean, like look at uh, Jude Bellingham. Birmingham retired his jersey when he was like seventeen. He was the first player that's crazy they ever, they ever retired a jersey for. Because they knew he was going to be so good. So in their eyes, he's a legend in Birmingham, even though he never achieved anything with them. So you're going to give him credit for something he did somewhere else? But that's what I said. I'm not saying he's a legend, but I'm not discrediting anyone saying he's a club legend because that depends on each person's definition. It's like, I mean, if, for example, I mean, when someone graduates a high school and then they go off and become a billionaire and then they say, uh, so-and-so's are alum, like so-and-so graduated from here. And they even like name a field after them or something. Oh, that's, like div- that. that's graduation, man. That's it's the same thing. He nah. graduated from Chivas, my nah, guy. He graduated what, from the Chivas. What did he, graduation Chivas involves a diploma? Team. What did he 
What, what was his diploma for? He graduated from Chivas. He left with a scoring title. He left too soon, and he went on well, that, became a my billionaire point, somewhere else. Angel Reina isn't an America legend, legend, and he won a scoring title with America. But did he leave America and put the America name in the license? No, so you're giving no. him... Oh, that, this is what they were arguing about. You guys are giving him credit for something he did elsewhere. I'm not giving him credit. I'm saying if people make that argument, I no, you, you just did because it depends on the perspective of each person. No, so you so is he a legend for you or no? I would consider like in my lifetime, the only legend I've seen is Omar Bravo, and I would probably throw in Ramon Morales. Omar Bravo over a hundred goals and a title, right? Exactly. I would make him an idol. I wouldn't say the word legend. I yeah. would say idol. Chicharito is not a legend uh, as a result of what he accomplished at Chivas, but Chivas can take pride in the fact that they produced and exported, you know, probably one of the most, like, uh, I don't know, like, talented players in, in that generation. He's definitely a Chivas idol. I wouldn't say legend, yeah. but he's a Chivas idol. I think if he comes back to Chivas and wins a title and scores a lot of goals, then we can have that conversation. What do you mean can have that conversation? If that were to happen, automatically becomes a legend. Yeah, exactly. Automatically. And that was the whole point is like we, we, we went into this transfer with that expectation that he would he left prematurely. We could have used him in that Copa Libertadores final, and that would have been a completely different story. We, we could have potentially won that game because of him. But we didn't get that chance. And we always thought that in the end that he would come back and and make good. And make good for Chivas and be like, hey, let's fucking win this thing. So that was that was my impression when he left. Now it's who knows? Maybe maybe that boat has left. Sure. I'll be happy if he comes back, but I won't lose sleep if he doesn't. Yeah. Um Guys, I got to wrap this up. It's been three hours in. I love y'all for the energy. I did want to say one thing. Uh, I did enjoy my Thanksgiving, Ricardo. And uh, up until the point where I, I went on a little vacation, I went to Lake Tahoe. I'm 10,000 feet in the air. And what do I see? A goddamn America fan. And it wasn't the America fan that I expected. The guy turned around. Uh, he was wearing an America uh, backpack, and it was a fucking Asian guy. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here, man? America's everywhere, man. And it's everywhere and in anyone. This I, guy's spreading fake news, man. This, I, this is the guy who gets all, like, on the internet and watches videos of, like, do you know any teams from Mexico? And then they interview 100 people, but they only show you the recording of the five people that say America. <laughs> So he thinks that because of that, that random <laughs> internet video, that they're bigger. Look, man, I was in Tahoe, and I was probably the only Latino there, and I, that was one of the last things that I expected to see when I'm 10,000 feet in the air, dude. Like, fucking... <laughs> no, but you know what? You, you were in culture. There's a lot of Mexicans that look Asians. They even call them chinos as a nickname. No, dude, this dude was straight up Asian. I think you're Asian. a ass. I think that was just a Mexican that looked Asian. Nah, bro. Their whole family spoke like something. It was not Spanish. It wasn't English. It was something else. But um, bro, do you not know of the secret Asians called Filipinos? 
dude. Filipinos like don't watch soccer. Blend between us. No, they were not Pinoy, dude. I know Pinoy's. Nah, dude. It was anyways. It was just one of those things. I thought it was really funny. And uh, guys, I'm gonna be sleeping real good tonight because I signed up for Secret Santa and my gift came early. I, I we had a wish list and I got what I wanted. It's a queen size. Chivas blanket, and I'm literally staring at it. It's waiting for me. I'm gonna be sleeping like a king tonight. And with that, uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. We're going to watch these next two matches uh, tomorrow and on Thursday. Maybe we'll have a improv impromptu uh, episode after the games. Um, but if not, we'll catch y'all next week. Thank you guys so much. Have a great night.